4: Greetings and hello and welcome to There Will Be Dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com episode 47 of There Will Be Dungeons. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and Kyle Ferguson. Once again, bringing you the latest and greatest in D&D action. Maybe not, but something like that, something akin to that. Now, what we do here on the show before we get going with today's uh, uh, session, like we do with every session, is we read an email from one of our listeners, and today is no different. They sent this email by going to the website, therewillbedungeons.com. It came from Brian, who says, I just want to let you know that the TWBD podcast has had the unexpected consequence of helping me sleep better. I am in no way of saying it's boring. Uh, In fact, it's quite uh, quite interesting, but the calmness, the pacing, the atmosphere of the podcast really helps me sleep. I suffer a lot from anxiety disorders and sleep apnea, so I have to work on my sleep ritual. It's just not easy for me to fall asleep. I have had to piece together different things that work for me to make sleep possible. TWBD has been helpful to me, and I wanted you to know, and all that are involved in the show. When a new episode comes out, I know I will get the best sleep of my week. I enjoy your episodes. Thanks for making it. Best to all of you, Brian Brooks. Well, Brian, I've decided to take it as a compliment and not a uh, notice that we're boring or put people to sleep. So I'm. I would happy. also say if he yeah.
3: would, if you would, instead of casting his sleep as a ritual, but actually use a spell slot, uh. then he could sleep right away.
1: Mm. <laughs>
4: Can he,
0: and uh, he'd
3: recover the spell slot because he's having a long rest just right after casting it. Nice. So it's, it's perfect.
1: I mean, I can understand our tempo and certain cast members' dulcet tones lulling people into sleep, but then Bo would <laughs> scream into the microphone, and I don't know how he sleeps. Go, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we stab a guy. Yeah. Wake up.
4: I hope you're sleeping now, Brian, but uh, thank you for the email. And if you'd like to send your own again, there will be dungeons.com is where you want to go to do it. It's going to do it for that. We will now allow Chris. Well, we're not allow her to do it. She's going to do it no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen will now do the thing she does so well, which is recap last week's adventures. Kristen.
2: Right. Last time on (laughs) there will be dungeons surrounded. A band of baddies brought with them baleful blows. Though they were decidedly dispatched, the lizard lapsed, losing lustiness, but for a limited lull. Upon recovery, the headaches had halted. A quick comb concluded with a cloak concealing components that, when called, created contraptions. They moved on. Eventually, they recognized the ramblings of the royal troll ringing from behind ransacked rocks. Instead of interrupting, they opted to observe an earlier opening. There they found green glowing ground in a gripping garble. Burying beans they had earlier brought, a beanstalk climbed to a closed cleft that cracked with a key. They shimmied up the stalk into a stagnant cell swamped with tiefling skeletons. This put out into a passageway of other portcullises and an exit enriched by enchanted armor that sought the touch of a tiefling to traverse. Next was a remarkable room with a pentagram, podium, and print. Dianthalis and Hope took to the text. It opened to nothing. Then a scene near a tree. Then a tiefling looking at the scene. Then a tiefling looking at the readers. Then a tiefling running toward them. A tiefling de- desperately pleading for help. Talus closed the book. Now rejoin our heroes as they search through the ruins of a tiefling empire forgotten long ago by the denizens of the Teat.
4: Ah, well done as always. All right, Bo, it's on you now to make it fun. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but now we're just
3: on all of us to make it fun Sure. Diantala stands upon a small riser a stage like construct made of stone about a foot up above everyone else near a podium having just slammed the large book shut atop it there's a large pentagram etched into the floor and Nash Forel And Hope are standing on the outside of it, observing Diantalis as he studied the book. The room is musty, smells ancient, as if fresh air had not been in here for many hundreds of years. There's a thick layer of damp, dusty, greasy dust on the brick walls and the brick floor. The room you came in, the door to the room you came in, is closed. And there's a second door opposite the other side of the room.
1: Well, this book seems to house some sort of prisoner, perhaps. It is definitely powerful magic. I don't fully understand how it works and would advise against messing with it further.
3: And as you say that, punctuated by the end of your sentence, the book hops up like an inch, shakes, and then drops back down. Case
4: in point. (laughs) Nash says, BAH!
2: What was in the book?
4: Don't touch it.
1: As I flipped through the pages, I observed a tiefling Uh, was it a man or a woman it's a man a tiefling man who seemed to be able to see beyond the book itself and then seemed to approach as if trying to escape from the book and then I closed
2: so we move on then
3: The book jumps from the podium again a small inch and then slams back down. It being way heavier than it should looks or should be slams back down the podium with a loud boom. Maybe
4: we should bury it or kill it or burn it.
3: And as if a force from the inside was knocking at it it sort of you hear like a (laughs) and with each it slides a bit
4: Along the podium, that was like a yeah,
2: European can we light dance
4: it on fire. Yeah, we could burn it.
1: This is really your immediate reaction to something magical and beyond your understanding—to simply light it on fire.
4: You think we leave it here and nothing happens? It's not—we're not that. Can't? That won't go that way. We'll leave it here, and then it'll follow us, or get revenge later, or something terrible will happen. We've learned this.
1: You are basically the most primitive people I have ever encountered in my life. He's lived a long time.
4: You picked the wrong guy to inhabit, then.
1: (laughs) This is an aside, a little editor's note.
4: Well, he
3: didn't say it, so I just want
4: (laughs) to, you
1: know, it's a DM note. Okay.
4: Do we know how old he is? You all may
1: do what you wish, but... Tampering with this book is dangerous. I tried to identify it, and it resisted. I used detect magic upon it, and it resisted. This book is very powerful. That should be respected.
4: Can we at least wrap it with a rope or something?
1: We've already tried to lift it. It doesn't want to be lifted. It wants to be opened, and it wants to be read.
3: The pounding continues.
5: Perhaps it is confused that it is a book, and requires clarification. Do we have a writing utensil?
4: What, like a pen?
5: <laughs> yes. Wanted to make such a, uh, write on the cover that you are a book. Perhaps it will calm down. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I like this plan.
3: Yeah. Uh, just, just as Bo, not speaking as your DM, but as Bo, I like this plan.
2: I don't have anything.
4: Yeah, I don't carry anything to write with.
1: No. Although I will say Varel's plan, and this is saying something, is better than anything else that's been suggested thus far.
4: Wait a minute, what do, you, wh-
1: what do you know about it then? You,
4: we, uh, we're, are we playing a game here? Mm-hmm. What do you mean it's the best plan? How do you know what the best plan is?
1: It's the best plan because it at least shows some proper respect to something beyond any of us.
4: Oh, you mean it's not as... There's a chance
1: we open this book and we get trapped inside it, or swap places with whatever's in it, or release whatever's in it out into the world. I would think you three, of all people, should be familiar with the concept of how things can go wrong when something locked up gets out. Like yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
4: I think he means my should, idea was dumber than your idea. That's what he means. Uh,
5: we should at least tie it down so our followers, our 26ers, don't follow up, open a book, and release some sort of spirit upon themselves.
1: It's good enough. Does anyone have anything to do that with?
2: Hope will kind of casually glance over to the
0: cloak.
4: Oh, shit. <laughs> you can't hide your inventory from the rest uh-huh. of your team.
0: It's all stitched
3: on the outside. All of your,
0: all of the-
4: yeah. You're right. It is. Hold on a second. I got to find the uh, the image I made of all the writing I wrote down because I can't remember what's on it. You made an image of? Yeah, I wrote I wrote it down and then took a picture of it so I could have it on my screen. Oh, I see. I see. And now I don't remember where I put it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay pulling it up. You should write it on your character sheet so you can, as you remove the patches you can take them off. Yeah, I was just write. it. I meant to do that and I just haven't done it. Okay, so what are we doing to it again? What'd you guys ask for? Something on top of it? I got your sack, I got your 50 foot long rope, I got 10 foot poles. You need a steel mirror? Got you covered baby. I got one iron door and a horse. Anyone need a horse? The rope. Oh shit, well I got <laughs> rope. <laughs> I'll give you one of these two 50-footers here. <laughs> I'm talking that way. Here you go. <laughs> Take the patch right, off so you, and throw come it. Come on yeah.
1: down to Nash Mag Arts Patch Emporium. <laughs> we got patches for everything you need.
3: Uh, you, you rip the patch, the stitching from the patch, and as, it, as, as the patch comes off, the patch transforms into a, a coiled-up 50-foot hempen rope. Okay. There you go. There's, there's, now, there's now rope in your hand.
5: Or there was once a patch.
4: I'm going to hand the rope to Varel, since he suggested it.
5: What is use rope in 5e?
4: Huh?
3: What do you mean? For in terms of action economy, or...?
5: Uh, no, just, like, what's the skill? Is it survival? Like, like, use rope in 3.0 was just use rope.
3: Oh, there's no use rope. It's a more abstract than that. Uh, if... If you'd like to know, like... Hmm... I think, like, I would definitely lean survival for, like, roping, like, lassoing an animal, perhaps animal handling. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. But let me know what you'd want to do, and I'll call for the roll.
5: I'd like to tie the book to the podium so it stops jumping around. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Make a nice, solid base wrapping a bunch around the podium shaft and then up and over the top and kind of exit down so i can't jump off the sides anymore
3: okay so uh skill in roping a book to a podium (laughs) uh we're going to go with uh uh, what would be the i guess if we could talk about it to be under
5: survival i think would be roping like skills personally I'm, i'm hog tying an animal of sorts
3: yeah, I mean, knowledge with knots and stuff like that. It doesn't require dexterity, necessarily. It just requires knowledge on how to do it. It's like there's an element of engineering to it, depending on how previously you... Previously
4: on... The- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was <laughs> looking at the cloak, and it changed to an MP3 of Bo saying words. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Sorry. Continue. Ignore me. Okay.
3: Um, well, it's better that than, I don't know, something else. Yeah. It's like... Um, you know, some a documentary about anal prolapses or something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, roll your survival check, please, Varel.
5: Tying down that book with but, a but,
3: 23. Okay. I was going to say, how I, I need a description of how you tie your book to the podium. Like, very yeah. abstract, the instruction.
5: Oh, no, no. no. I, I round the base of it to make okay. kind of a, a solid noosey sort of structure. And mm-hmm. then X over the top, X over the top. And then, probably d- over the very top of it, tie the big bow and then loop the s- things through the holes like I would know how to do in some sort of survival rope. Okay, boy perfect. scout thing. That's good.
3: Um, yeah, so you successfully managed to do it. As you do it, the book occasionally jumps and bangs. Um, it, makes it, it makes it like a noise as if its weight is just pounding against the podium. It shifts a little bit, but very slightly. Like a heavy thing trying to move. Not a you know, book would not normally be heavy. How's the podium says. holding up? Podium seems fine. Okay. It's a, it's a, the podium itself is a slab of concrete. Not uh, wooden. Uh, cheap.
5: That wouldn't survive the, the years. It's a concrete podium. Excellent. Alright. Task complete. Calm yourself, book. You are a book. keep it together, book. Now I fear that I have done this thing. We should have tried the door to make sure the book doesn't hold the key to the door. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can always undo it if it does.
5: It is a fine knot. It would be very sad to undo
1: it.
3: During this time, how long does your detect magic last, uh, Diantalus?
5: Uh,
1: I believe it ten, ten minutes. minutes. Let it me just f- double check. Yeah.
3: if it's ten minutes that would have elapsed and you're no longer detecting magic.
1: Yeah, that's gone.
0: Okay.
3: Pardon my interruption.
4: Well you were saying something you said while you're doing this, and then you then you asked John, did you have a thing to say, Bo? Uh
3: no, I think that was Kyle. Kyle it was they were in the middle of speaking it.
4: Oh,
5: all right. Speaking.
4: <laughs> Not it.
5: Speaking. <laughs> they
4: were speaking it. Right. <laughs> they were speaking
5: it. <laughs> Would you use the powers of your kinship to open the next door, Hope?
2: Yeah, I can do that. And I'll walk up to the door and I'll slowly open it. i try to.
5: <clears throat> I attempt
3: to open the door and you notice that it has a similar lock to the one that the previous door you came through, so it does not open.
2: Okay, cool. I'll take the key out and I'll put it in and see if it unlocks the door.
3: Mm-hmm. You put the key into the keyhole and it acknowledges the key in a satisfactory way, unlocking something, you hear noises in the steel door latch, and then you press down to have it open, and it opens slowly. There's darkness inside.
2: I'll step to the side and motion for Varel to take the lead.
3: Okay. Uh, Do you proceed through the door carefully, do you just proceed through the door... Um, How do you proceed through the door?
5: I'm not sure if I have light anymore. Would I still uh, have my rock from earlier? Nash
3: has been maintaining the light stones, as far as okay. I know. Yeah. And uh, the dark vision duo are still visioning in the dark. Yeah.
5: Cool. All right. Then I will put my javelin under my armpit, holding my sword in the hand, and lead with the rock up okay. carefully.
3: You You proceed through the doorway into what appears to be a large hallway running both left and right from your location. You can't. There's nothing of note. It's still the gray, same brick on the floors and walls. There appears to be places where there are torch holders along the sides of the wall. The passages. The passage moves either left or right, but you can't see far enough down
5: to notice anything about the end of either side. Cool. So we have entered sort of into a hallway that is left and right.
3: Yeah. T junction, like you're on the, the side of a hallway now. Are there torches in the torch holes? No, no, they're ancient. Everything again. There's cobwebs everywhere, greasy dirt, old un untraversed in hundreds of years, if not more. Well, it looks like uh, Varel wants to sneeze from all the dust in the,
5: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> in the hallway. It's not going to happen. <laughs>
5: Oh, jeez. Okay, hang on. Okay. <laughs>
3: this is great roleplay.
5: Oh.
4: That's fun to watch. Very dusty.
5: Uh, <laughs> left or right, it seems this is but a room of the dungeon. Passage is about pretty. ten feet wide. Ah, big hallway. Let's go right. To the right, then. Right!
3: Okay. Make your way down the passageway somewhat, and uh, you notice uh, as you get close, there's a door towards the end. This one's rotted; it looks like very old, blackened wood. It has a gate, like a metal bars, sort of in a window at the top. It's standing slightly ajar, but you can't see inside with the light's range. As you would get close,
5: a hmm. door. And you said it has a hole in it with the grating?
3: It has a window with the bars
5: sort of at the top. I'll look back at the group and hold up my rock and start going for the hole. And I'm just going <laughs> to pop it through the hole.
3: Okay. Uh, sorry, you're going to throw it through the hole or you're going to just shine like, it like a flashlight?
5: You know, like, like pop it. So it's on the other side now.
3: Okay. So you, you, ta- you pop the rock into the hole. Make it a sleight of hand check, please.
4: Oh, Okay, or, nope. or or
3: athletics first. No, it's an aiming thing. Let's do sleight of hand. Okay, uh, 15. All right, it hits one of the bars, bing, makes a but not hard. It wasn't a hard throw, just makes a light little steel sound. Echo, it reverberates, lands inside. You see. Do so you think to be maybe some more cage bars, briefly, as the light shines through in the room, more brick? Looks like a small room. It lands on the ground and you, you see level. And through the crack of the door, you see brick. Everywhere where it's illuminated through your vantage there you see
5: grey brick. Say back to the group, it seems we have another room of cells. The jail continues
2: research we search the rooms?
5: I feel that's wise. And I'll, one big hand on the door, you know, push it open in front of me. Okay.
3: You put the the door. You push the door open, and you're greeted with what appears to be a twenty foot by twenty foot room, all gray brick. On the ground is a broken cage. It's the top and the bottom are both brown metal and the sides are made of bars now it looks like it's been broken so it sits in the center of the room it's not attached to any of the walls and it also has these hoops these metal hoops at the top of it with old rusted chains all around it it looks as if it was designed to be hanging at some point but the chains are all snapped and broken looking examining to see where these things might be hooked up you notice that the room doesn't continue anywhere else, but there's a long column leading into blackness above you. A shaft of some kind heading straight up. The walls are made completely of gray brick. There's nothing to indicate that there's a, like, a, like a ladder or handholds or anything to climb on the sides.
0: Hmm.
5: And there's no other cages along the walls, just this one in the middle? It's just this
3: one cage in the middle. You also notice pulleys. Uh, old, old gears and pulleys along with the chains.
5: Seems this is how the prisoners were lowered in to the dungeon. Is the chain still going up the middle or is it, like, discarded on the ground? It's all
3: severed and fallen on the ground. It has the look as if it might have been once suspended from someplace you can't see up above. And it had broken and fallen and is just lying in a pile. Um, A quick, uh, more thorough examination, you notice that there's a little skeletal hand hiding under one of the bars that would be like the top part of the cage. The large metal roof of it.
0: Hmm.
5: How tall is the roof up, not the whole, but the end of darkness, but the roof (laughs) of this room?
3: Um so the ceiling, uh there's no you can't see the ceiling. Your light extends out forty feet, like twenty bright light, forty dim. The darkness extends beyond that. You can't see where it goes. So at least forty feet as far as you can tell. Oh
5: my.
0: Well
1: anyone? Unless anybody can fly up there, maybe we go the other way.
4: Only one of us can fly, but I can't right now. Hmm. I am loath to agree with Two-Face over here.
5: Well, we begin to see the system. This is some sort of preparatory room where they were lowered in before they were taken to the mid-hallway. We can assume then that the other side is some sort of guard entrance, and we'll be able to use it. And I'll turn us back around to the hallway and start heading that way carefully.
3: Okay. Uh, So you make your way down, back towards the door uh, that you came in from that ritual-looking room. Uh, You do hear a faint like... coming from the Coming from that room, the book appears to continue to be hopping on its podium, even though it's restrained, as you look in to make sure it still is. Uh, you continue on down the other way until you see a steel door, and uh, the steel door is very nondescript, but it looks a lot like the other doors from the ritual room uh, that you've seen.
5: keyhole and all?
3: Yes, same sort of keyhole
5: and um, handle for opening on the right cool. side. Since we're in a 10-foot hallway, I will comfortably step to the side and motion Hope forward.
2: Cool. Hope we will pull out the key, put it in. Hopefully it unlocks it and open the door.
3: Okay. Again, you put the key into the keyhole, turn it. There's a satisfactory click of machinery. releasing uh, the locking mechanism. You push down. The door opens slightly. How do you proceed uh, with entering into the room?
2: Uh, Well, with the door open, I'll take a step back and let Varel lead in.
3: Okay. So the door pulls towards you. So as you pull it, Varel, uh, you look in and you see with your lights looks like bookshelves. It's hard to make out the far ends of the room immediately on your left and right against the walls or wooden old rotted wooden bookshelves. Some of the slats have slid a bit. Um, there's in front of you, there's a large wall shelf in the middle of like just placed in the middle of the room of bookshelves. And as you peer around, there's like, it's like a full on
5: library of books.
0: Hmm.
5: I advise no reading. We don't have enough rope for such things. <laughs> I like it. And I'll lead us in.
3: Okay, you move in. You move in. It's just you move right into the room. There are books everywhere, many bookshelves. Everyone begins to walk in. It's hard to tell where exactly you're oriented. Uh, you spend a few minutes looking around the room and gather that there are about 20 20 different bookshelves forming up about four rows, and towards the far corner of the room is another door, similar to the one that you opened.
1: Before we proceed, I would like to take a moment to recast the Detect Magic ritual. Most of these books are probably lost to time, but magic has a way of keeping certain items around longer might make us find something useful. Yeah. Very well. And do detect magic as ritual.
0: Okay.
3: So for the next ten minutes, Talos stands there. Uh, Do do want to describe how it is you cast something as ritual. Does it require reagents or things of that nature? What does detect magic require?
1: Uh, Let's take a look it requires uh verbal and somatic so
3: somatic is arm gestures. no mimetic yeah. is arm gestures right
1: uh yes so diantalis so, would... somatic you, is i forget <laughs> uh gestures verbal voice somatic is gesture hand gestures what's mimetic so, then what's what mimetic I I forget. Mimetic's Not the one other one. pops up here. The other one's material. Oh. Oh, there's no mimetic. Emma's material. Yep. <laughs> okay,
3: cool. Uh, I don't know so... where I got memetic from.
1: <laughs> what does that <laughs> even mean? I don't even know. Yeah. He, uh, he sits down, cross-legged, head down, begins muttering, and just gesturing lightly with his hands very quickly. Okay. Perfect. For 10 minutes.
3: All right. Uh, so ten minutes elapses. You pers- uh, and then you are then awash with a sort of feeling slash vision of the energies around you. The so let me hang on. Get to your. I need to see the spell so I can find out what information I will be revealing to you. Um, oh, I'm on Stanley's page. That's why.
1: <laughs> want to find your spell here. Detect magic. I tried to make it easier by making Diantalus all blue ghosty.
3: Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, you sense the presence of magic. If magic, you can use your action to see a faint aura around visible creature, object, an area that bears magic, and you learn at school. Cool. Okay, so um, you sense magic, the presence of magic all around you, emanating from all of the books.
1: Hmm. Does it feel similar to what I felt in the other room? No. Different.
3: It's a... it's a, Yes, different.
1: Do I know it's what school, different. or is it a... You have picture. to use your action to do that. Right, I will use my <laughs> action to try to discern the school of magic.
3: Uh, okay, so you learn uh,
1: that the DM doesn't know what school of magic it is. Do you want me to send you the list, because I have them ready? Yep, send okay. it to me. I don't have them memorized. It's on, this, it's on this page just a little ways down. There's a, a little table inset in the page that okay. says the schools of magic. Uh,
3: but while that loads up, I will tell you that the magic in the room uh, does seem to concern the books themselves specifically that you can tell. Uh, you, you see invisibly a, a kind of thread around them. And let's see. I don't know. It doesn't. I got to like look for it through all the stuff. Oh, here it is. Uh,
5: yeah.
3: Abjuration would be the school.
1: Based on what I'm sensing around these books, every single one of them seems to have magic touching them, and the magic could potentially be harmful if tampered with. Are they like yeah, the other book? the books?
4: Is it like the others with, like, someone in it? A demon in it?
1: No, it is, uh, it is different on these books. Or, this is the jail.
5: These are the cells. Every book in here, translated on the pentagram in the earlier room, trapped inside, is the tieflings of this old castle.
4: Damn, says Nash.
1: It is entirely possible. If we're going to put Varel's theory to the test, I would recommend Hope be the one to experiment with the book. Another theory I have is that that key marks you as a warden of this place, which is why you have been able to proceed unharmed.
2: I mean, what would I even do to interact with the books?
1: It's entirely up to you if you do to begin with. I simply warn you that these could have dangerous repercussions of messing with them. By the gods,
5: this could be it. We make a. We get a bus, and we fill it with books. A sort of reading bus. And. That's the army. Everywhere we go, we would have a tiefling army with us. We are. It's. We wouldn't have to feed them. We release them. Bind them to our service when we fight the principal. They pop out, fulfill their vows, and then they are free.
2: Varel, I would never bind my people to you.
5: Well, you would be the queen of the tieflings, of course.
2: Okay, that's a bit better.
5: And Then as a sort of uh, governorship, you could bequeath your tiefling empire to my service. For your service. For your soul is trapped, not mine.
2: Hope will start reading the titles of the books. She won't touch anything, though. Uh, the, books any are, the books are
3: the books are stored, so you'd have to read them on the spines. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, because they're not facing outwards. They're, like, shelved up side by side. Uh, you notice, unfortunately, that most of these books, or all of them, don't
5: have anything written on the spines. Okay. Find a weak-looking book, <laughs> a thin one.
2: All right, hope we'll look for a thin book. A okay. weak-looking book.
4: That could be a trick. <laughs> that could be a you trick. You look
3: around through the bookshelves and then come across something that looks thin. Uh, looks perhaps like a soft cover, 100 pages, but you, you haven't touched it. You're just sort of guessing that from its spine and from oh, what geez. you can see. It's going to be bad.
2: Did we want to even try this? I'll do it, but only if everyone's in agreement.
1: I will admit that I'm very curious what would happen, but as somebody who spent a considerable amount of time as a prisoner, I'm not anxious to test my own personal luck yet. You, on the other hand, I'm more than willing to risk.
2: (laughs) i will give a little smirk.
5: Our history with companions, if it does spawn such a person, is not good. No. Yeah.
2: The, these ants, all right, and I'll pull. I'll grab the little one and pull all it right. out.
3: You grab the little book and pull it out. It's now in your hand. You look at the cover, and you see uh, written in a language that you understand. It's infernal. Uh, it says Yitlak Ezekiel. It says <laughs> poems for my love, by Griggy.
2: It's a book of love poetry by Griki.
3: <laughs> and
2: then I'll open the book to the first mm-hmm.
3: page. You open it to the first page, and you see you see an in infernal. It's, it says, "To my greatest love and friend, S." All
2: right, I'll flip to the next the one. page. Flip the next the page. Find a dedication. table.
3: Find a table of contents.
2: I'll read through the table of contents. It's it's
3: also noted it's written in handwriting. This was scribed oh. and not printed.
2: Oh, well, this is touching. Uh, I'll open the book up to the center and just kind of glance through the poems there.
3: Okay. Yeah. You open up to a random page in the center and you find a the beginning of a poem called Your Beautiful Horns.
2: I mean, nothing's happening. It's just a book of love poetry. It's handwritten.
5: Lover, show yourself.
3: Now, you don't understand what's in the book. She hasn't... Oh, she said it was love poems. Never mind. Okay. You're good. Continuity preserved! Yep.
2: (laughs) And then I'll flip to the back, the end, to see if there's anything there.
3: Flip to the end, and you see the last page of whatever poem was last, and, uh, and it just ends with a little page... To separate the back cover and the last page of text. And
4: that's it. Maybe not all the oh. books are magical. Maybe some are just random. How are we going to know? Wave it in Diane Talis's face.
5: Do it.
2: It's a book of love poetry. I'm not going to disrespect
0: it like no, that. No, it would. This is very precious. But
5: True. does it have. Diane Talis reading a book
4: is disrespectful? Is there any magic no. in it? there's no magic in it, then we're looking at the wrong books.
2: Close it up and put it back on the shelf. <laughs> and then I'll roll a perception to see if I notice any titles that seem out of place or might be more magical. Hint at something more.
3: So the book you can't use perception in this manner? Oh, that's
2: right, because you can't. So really tell
3: me what it. you want me to do, and I'll tell you if a roll is required.
2: Um we i can still see the books so i'm just looking for maybe one that's that's a bit more decorated uh thicker than others the pages are maybe more expensive something that seems a bit more precious
3: look around at at the bookshelf in front of you looking for something more ornate perhaps yeah um and you okay uh your attention is drawn to on the same shelf as the love poem there's a appears to be a book with um, a rather large spine looks like almost omnibus edition of some large text uh, has a um, sort of like an opal fastened into the spine and some interesting layers over top of like leather it's like leather bound but then there's another layer of leather
2: cool I'll go to pull that one
3: okay you remove it from you remove it from the shelf and it's quite heavy hmm. and you flip You flip it over to view the title and it says, uh, it says um, in Infernal, and this is a pretty difficult translation because the words seem quite long, appears to be a dissertation on various pipe techniques for constructing irrigation systems and farms.
0: Oh,
2: I'll flip through it. You
3: flip through it, and again, it's it's handwritten, scribed. As you flip through it, it, it appears you see some diagrams, and it appears to be about how to construct various types of pipes and pipe fittings and how best to create pumps. There's a section on pumps and how to um, how to build them in such a way as to efficiently carry water to farm. And the book appears very specifically concerned and very technical jargon on the construction of of pumps and irrigation systems for spraying water on farms. And the words in there are very specific to what you imagine Tietkala's irrigation systems are. You did not visit the farms, but you were aware of their existence from Charlemagne. And this, this isn't like some general thing from some place. This was written by a tiefling author for the express purpose of Preserving knowledge of of how to lay pipes and and and, and run pipe underground to make uh, watering systems for its farms.
2: Cool. I'll tell the group it's about irrigation and I'll close it up and put it back. Okay. Maybe we just can't take the books out of here. Maybe that's the magic.
1: It's possible, or it could be, as I said, that you are marked as a resident here by the key you possess. We could have Nash take a book and see if anything different happens.
0: Okay. Whoa, whoa Nash! <laughs> Nash! <laughs> I'll do If a the book. books
5: bite off your arms and you bleed... Die will feast on you. This is a trick.
4: Yeah, it could be a trick, but... It's uh,
1: definitely a trick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... But think of all the knowledge we would gain at the same time.
2: Sacrifices. You can't even win, read the books. Win.
4: Maybe we should have her open all... Hope should open all books, because if she's protected by being the key keeper here. There's no chance of trouble from her, but maybe she could throw one that's suspect on the ground and I could circle around it and poke it with my I don't have my stick. Uh, I could throw uh, something at it. And if it doesn't like me, then we'll know that these are only going to be innocent little poetry books for her but heinous flesh-eating bastards to us.
1: Hmm. So you're saying you want Hope to throw a book on the ground and you're going to hover around it?
4: Yes. Or something. Sure. We just we need to poke at it. I've got, a, I've got a blade here. I can poke at it and see if it reacts to me differently than Why don't
1: her. you
2: just touch a book? You don't have to pull it out. Just touch one.
1: Like the worst peer pressure from your <laughs> friends ever. Just touch a book.
2: They're magic. What's the harm?
4: <laughs> All right. I am going to do that fine okay. i'm touching a book are
3: you looking for anything specific or just gonna do whatever
4: i'm looking for one that is um i want uh oh boy that's a great question I, No, just a random one just something in the okay, everyone's you pull view out
3: the first book there's this brown looking tart tattered book like whatever you didn't even look you pull it and you grab you grab it or just touch it just
4: uh touch it first i just go like this first is so that's important first just, t- okay, you just you touch
3: it, it yeah. and there's no reaction. Nothing at all? You touch it, pull back, and nothing happens.
4: Okay, now I want to reach out and grab it and pull it out. Okay, I reach out off.
3: and you grab a book, pull it out, and you have it held up in between it like your this. index and thumb. Yeah. Yeah, and nothing's happening.
4: Okay. I'm going sort to... Sort of ready. Yes, please. I'm going to uh, drop it on the floor.
2: Not this! So.
3: It's okay. You drop it on the floor?
4: Yeah, I'm going to drop mm-hmm. it on the floor. Done. All right, is it face, did it open, is it is it flat, like what's the position of it now that it's fallen? It, it dropped closed. Okay. Flat on the ground. All right, I'm going to. It's title facing up. I'm going to pull out the dagger I have in my inventory, which has no. next no... do not stab <laughs> that book. I'm not going to stab it, Hope. I promise. I'm just going to open it. So hang on a okay. second. And I'm going to squat down kind of. I don't know. My Korean brother does this all the time. Just squat really tight. <laughs>
3: squatting? Yeah. They, the Korean culture is so weird. Yeah. He's so good at
4: squat. He can squat for three hours and not have it hurt or bug him or lose blood. Anyway. So I'm, I'm going to get down there. What?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> not you a all, right? What? Scott?
4: I mean, blood circulation is what I meant. Circulation. Okay. So I'm going to take my little knife blade and I'm just going to reach way out, put one hand on the ground, reach way out, and just flick open the cover and then back up.
3: You flick open the cover, and a few pages, due to the velocity of flipping it... Okay. A few pages flip open,
4: and it settles open on some pages. All right. You I'll, see infernal text. I'll, re- I'll lean in and go, I don't speak this language, but it doesn't appear to be doing anything. And I'll knife forward a little more into the pages, like just dig into the flesh of the pages and flick it.
3: Yeah, you flip a few pages, and then you get to a page that is... Quite erotic. There's a naked woman riding a man uh, in a field. In a field. <laughs>
5: yep. Is it unique or basic?
3: It's like a it's like a pop pop art. I don't know. It's just like somebody's crude drawing. I mean, like pop up this... book?
5: Like they're, they're, they're,
0: <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're no, not a pop up little... book.
3: It's just it's just a you know cartoon style <laughs> drawing of a pornographic image.
0: All
4: right. Hmm. Um. I'm gonna go, ooh. Now we're getting somewhere and look behind me to see if anyone has a face <laughs> on their face. Behind you. <laughs> you look behind you at another bookshelf. <laughs> oh
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I'm gonna
4: flip past the uh, the the porny the porny man riding over, or whatever's going on there and keep going. I'm gonna keep flicking. There's, you keep flipping, there's more text. I'll flick till the end if nothing stops me.
3: Yeah, you keep flipping and you find a few more pornographic uh, images.
0: It. Yeah.
3: it seems like they're the same characters. Uh, you know, they, they, the pictures the artists have drawn have made them look sort of similar. So maybe the, the I mean, it's a storybook of some erotic nature. Okay.
4: Um, well, I'll get to the end of it and go, well, all right. I guess this isn't one of the books. I didn't jump out and bite my face. Sorry, Diane Talis. Didn't really Trust work me, out.
1: I'm far more disappointed than you. <laughs> so anyway, now we've learned something. Shall we proceed?
2: I hope we'll go pick up the book and put it back.
1: Okay, you pick up the book entitled uh, "Lustful
3: Fields." I grab her and go. Oh, Aren't you
4: God. curious? Aren't you curious? What does it say in there? It's a lot of but sexy time oh. in there.
2: Well, it, all you had to do is ask. The title is "Lustful Fields." Now, now, what what do you want me to read from? Nothing. Uh, I just
4: want to know why. It, wh- what's the deal here? Why they two? What's the drawings about? Like, what, is it just about two people doing it?
2: Drawing. And I'll flip through and see what kind of drawings he's talking about while scanning the text. Yeah, I mean, you find
3: after. the you find the pornographic images. It appears to be from the words that are jumping out at you, and you stop. There's a tiefling farmer out on the farms here in Tietcala and he loves uh he loves the wife of another tiefling and he ends up in having you know a tryst or it a tryst an affair yeah you know with her and um they keep it secret from the husband and then and then he wants to be with her so he plots to kill her husband and she helps him and then they kill her husband and they live happily ever after but have lots of sex in between you know the key plot points
2: yeah, well... Saucy. That's what it's about.
4: Fifty shades of grain, says the chat. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Would it right. not
5: make more sense for the two husbands to work together to impregnate the wife?
4: Well, maybe in lizard Town. <laughs> <but laughs> I
3: can't wait till we go to a lizard folk place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will be
2: great. But... Wouldn't you want to know it's your offspring?
5: They could fight for the woman instead of these devious uh, field lovings. Perhaps that is why there are so few tieflings in the world.
0: <laughs> field lovings?
4: <laughs> well, clearly, this book is horseshit. It doesn't do anything. So maybe. Hope puts
2: it back in the shelf. Maybe
4: Diane Talis could poke around in the shelves. And see if he can find anything since he's so attuned to the magic therein.
1: No, thank you.
2: Let me move on. Proceed, yeah.
4: Yeah, it's
1: it's
3: fine. Okay, uh, making your way through the bookshelves, Um, you notice that uh, there's another door similar to that one, but in the opposite corner of the room. It takes some way to get to. The door is similar to the ones before it, but um, Diane Talos, as your magic fades, you detect magic from this door.
1: Um, did I get any sort of type on it? Is it the same as the books?
3: Uh, it is similar to the books. Abjuration school. And it was <clears throat> not present on the previous doors that you went through.
1: Um, I think... Honestly, with the books kind of being a bust and uh, Nash already ribbing him for it I don't think Diantalus tells anybody about it
3: Okay. so the rest of the players you did not
5: hear that last thing right from your memory alright well we approach the door I once again step aside and motion hope to
2: cool is there a keyhole on it Mm-hmm. awesome I'll put the key in the hole and I'll turn and see if we can open the door
5: now
3: uh, you Put the key in the hole and turn it, and you hear the satisfying, 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 satisfying. Clink, 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 clink. But then you hear a different sound. You hear, and the key shoots out, and then you hear a slam behind you. And as you look and peer, you see the door behind you has been closed. And then you hear clunk, 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 clunk.
4: As if something's tightening behind the walls. Something's tightening behind the walls.
2: I'll go pick up the key wherever that shot off to. Yeah,
4: it's on the ground in front of the door.
2: Okay, I'll pick that up and pocket it. And then look around.
3: Okay, you, you look around, you peer. And it's silent for a moment. The party just waits to see what's about to happen. All you can see are books and bookshelves. The light from the light stones. And then the books jump off the shelves. And they fly all around the room. And one grapples your face. Oh. Oh.
0: Grapple check. <laughs> Book grapple?
3: Uh, 17. Okay, Uh, you manage to swat it away. Varel, the books fly all around as books start flying off the bookshelves. everywhere, swirling around the room. (laughs) Place is filled with books, and one tries to grapple your face. Stanley, Dientalus, books also try to assault your face as you try to break them off. Everyone make a
1: grapple check, please. I got a natural 20.
3: Okay, you knock the book away. You said that so chill.
1: I know, I was actually really excited about it, and then I remembered I'm playing Diamond so I gotta be cool.
4: Yeah. Twenty five. Seventeen.
3: Okay. Um uh Varel, you also noticed the books at Assaulting Union. You, you switch your, swing your hand, knock it away. But Nash, unfortunately, you get a book attached to your face, and it's the pornographic book. And you have a big—it's <laughs> <laughs> the picture of the woman riding the man in the field that is stuck to your face. <laughs> you can't see anything, and it's attached right now, like onto your face. Everyone, roll for initiative. Oh my lord,
4: seventeen was a good roll. Just saying.
3: Yeah, but it's a contest. I rolled better in your case. I know. Uh,
1: Twenty for initiative. <laughs> It's an excitable book.
3: Nat 20. So add your modifier to that. Oh
0: yeah.
4: Do you have uh, initiative modifier? Sorry, I got so excited. No, I don't have an initiative modifier, do I? Do I? Okay. No, I don't.
3: So Nash and Stanley, have the same.
4: Rolls. Varel Hope.
5: 14. 14
3: for Varel. 7. 7 for Hope. All right. And just taking it all in for a moment, there are books everywhere. Uh... Hundreds, hundreds of books flying around, and they appear to be congregating in the corners and then winding up and then firing themselves at you as books hit your stomach and your head. You're like, ah, ah." everyone's just getting pummeled with books. All right, uh, Nash, it is your turn. There are books everywhere in the room. This one's on my face and I can't see. That's right. So you're also blinded,
4: essentially. Does that mean I roll disadvantage on anything that I do? You're 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 grappled, but you
3: can move freely, unlike a normal grapple, but you are blinded.
4: Okay. Um. I still have that dagger in my hand mm-hmm. from when I was flipping pages, so I am going to bring that up to my face and jam it into the. F- into the, the 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 flesh of the of the jacket of the book and try to pry it so off you're my go, face. gonna ah, go like that? Ah. Not straight in, no. That's a bad idea. But like, you know, a book would be like this to your face. I yeah, want to like on your face right now. I want to grab it with this hand and just with this other hand just jam it up into the little spine of the book or or somewhere I can take hold and try to peel the thing off of me.
3: Okay, um, attack roll. We'll All do right. that as an attack roll.
4: All right. Sixteen.
3: Okay. Uh you jam it in. Whoosh, uh you the life force from it appears to wilt and you just easily like whoosh, as you stab it and pull it off, and you don't have a book stuck to your
4: stuck to your dagger. Okay. Um I guess that's all I have. I'll I'll Stanley. Wait now. Yeah.
1: Alright. Um I'm assuming they're all they're all right up in my business, right? They're everywhere. Okay. Uh, I am going to cast a Sword Burst, mm-hmm. uh, which means every creature within five feet of me has to make a dex 16 save. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. Some
3: fail, some do not.
1: Uh, everyone that failed is going to take... Eight uh force damage.
3: Okay. And so what does a sword burst look like? You, you... Uh
1: so uh concentrate, say a word, and suddenly uh spectral blades swirl out around me. Uh just it's... arcing through everything in a in a circle around me.
3: Okay, they arc in a circle around you, taking out eight books.
1: Ooh. Take that books.
3: The books that they, they slice through them, slice them in half, as they fall to the floor, pages, Are everywhere around you. There's a big cloud of
1: pages all around you. Um and then I you know, why not? Uh just to try and take out more books, because we're surrounded as a bonus action, I'll pull out diplomacy, send it, and send it to go try and strike some books. Okay. Attack roll. Uh that's going to be Uh, thirteen to hit. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah. that's a hit. Okay. Uh, six damage.
0: Okay,
3: so diplomacy flies on out skewering six books, uh, as per your direction.
1: Book kebab?
3: Yeah, it's now got six books skewered atop it. All right, the books then uh, a large pile of them, almost like in this large. Um, worm-like way as they follow each other, just sort of swirl around the room and then gather up in a big cloud and fire at all four of you um, from the corner. Uh, Let's see here. Alright. Varel, you're taking the 20. The nat 20. As books from all directions come firing out, uh, hitting you, you take... 17 points of damage. One per each book hit As 17 books descend upon you, hitting your nog- noggin. You're like, ah, and it hits your chest, and a book hits your shoulder, and then you're just like, ah! books books like are uh, railing you like a machine gun. And then it's your turn. I assume they're coming
4: at great velocity. They must be yes. to cause that oh, kind yeah, of damage. Yeah, yeah. All right.
3: There's one damage per book. It's okay. There's a mass of them.
4: All right.
5: And the mass is continuing?
3: Yeah, but it's your turn, so,
5: you know. They're,
3: they're, it's perpetual, but, you know, given the way 5e works, it'll, the damage will take place on their turn.
5: Yeah. yeah.
3: Books do hit you and don't cause any damage as well. But that time, there was a particularly vicious assault of books.
5: Cool, and we're surrounded by all these shelves? Yes. Alright. So five foot of clearance between each bookshelf. I am going to enter my rage... <laughs> yeah. Because these books piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to use my action. All right, the shelves are in rows. Yeah, I want to kick the shelf over and start a domino effect
0: <laughs> okay. of the
5: shelves. Perfect. You do that. I'm going to do that with advantage because I'm raging. A twenty. Oh, I got my strength back. A twenty-three on strength. All right.
3: Roll damage. So this is this works probably like a shove, which I don't have up in front of me, but okay. Um, so are you intending... As part of this action is to
5: cause damage to books, right? So you should the main, roll the damage dice? The main goal is to knock and domino as many of these to open up the room into a larger field of vision.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Then um, then you do so. Uh, kicking it over. You don't need to roll damage dice for it because you're attacking the bookshelf and not the books themselves. Um... So you do successfully kick over the bookshelves because they're only about, you know, five feet high. So as you cook, uh, kick them over, you now have full vision of the, of the room.
5: Excellent. And then I will use my move action to move to the center of the room and I'll do my flame burst in the Got 10 it. aura radius around me. Okay. And how much damage does it do? Uh, that is now...
3: Flame burst. Damage? It's a save. Everyone saves for half, right?
5: Uh, no, the flame is automatic damage.
3: Oh, perfect.
5: Three? I, I need to find it again. It might be two or three. Storm Aura. Take fire damage based on your level three.
3: Okay, perfect. So you get in the center of the room and pow, fire bursts out in front of you and a seemingly countless number of books rise up in flame, like 50 of them. You just burst them all and they all start catching on fire and now they're flying around on fire. And some of them, many of them fall, but some of them remain up, uh, flying around. Excellent. Okay, Hope.
2: Alright, Hope will pull out her bowie knife and she'll just start cutting at anything that gets too close to her.
3: So as a ready to action or as soon as something the, attacks her?
2: Her attacks. Okay. Since the books are going all around, she'll aim at the ones that are closest to her.
3: Okay, roll your attack rolls then.
2: Okay, the first one is an eight. Mm-hmm. And the second one is a twenty-two.
3: Okay, you get one hit.
2: All right, the damage would be eight.
3: All right, you swing the Bowie knife around, slicing at anything comes near you, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Uh, taking out eight of the books. Is there cool. anything else you'd like to do?
2: Nope.
3: Nash, it's your turn. Okay. You have a book on your bowie knife. Or <clears throat> your regular dagger, I mean.
4: It's off my face now, right? Yeah. Okay. Stuck to your dagger. Uh, Cool. Can you tell me what kind of damage these are doing? Is it bludgeoning? They- yes. Okay.
3: That would be your best guess, since, yeah, they're not sharp.
4: Yeah, it's definitely not piercing or slashing. So what I'm going to do is uh, cast Blade Ward. Mm-hmm. This uh, extends my hand. Trace the sigil of warding in the air. <clears throat> uh, until the ne- end of my next turn, I have resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage by all weapon attacks. Great. Uh, so I'm going to cast that, and there's nothing but just a... It's just self-cast. There's no... I don't have to... There's no saving throw. There's no nothing. I just nope, cast you it.
3: have you now have that buff. Is okay. it a
4: concentration? Uh, Nope, it just says... Nope. Nope. Just says cast on self. Let's see. Effect in combat. And
3: its duration is like a minute or something like that. Probably. Yeah, it's
4: one round duration. So by the time I get to my next turn, it'll it'll be done. It'll be okay, perfect. So I'm going to cast that. Yep, I'm going to cast that. That's counts as an action, and then, um, uh, I'm going to do a. How oh, can I do this though without the knife? Hold on, I'm trying to see if I can even do this. Basically what I want to do is I, I just want to flick that book that's on the knife off into some corner somewhere. Sure, you can do that. Alright, so this I'm just going to go... Action.
3: That's your free action. You I'm, flick it off. Yeah, and I just go...
4: And I flick it that direction against whatever wall or thing or other book is in my way. Excellent. And That is my turn.
1: Dying Talos. All right, we're going to have Diplomacy try and add more to its kebab mm-hmm. uh, with a, a 15 to hit.
3: Okay, roll damage dice.
1: That's a 12.
3: Okay, it continues weaving through the sky, piercing flaming books and books alike. The one that it grabs at flames, lets the other books on fire, and now your sword is a full flaming kebab. As it impales 12 more books and runs out of space to impale any more.
1: Okay. it's good to know. Uh, and then kind of seeing that the potential to hit more books exists with Eldritch Blast. Because uh, I can line them up maybe. I'm going to fire two beams of Eldritch Blast um, at the books. Okay. So beam one is a 17 plus 8 to hit. I'm guessing that hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that beam is going to do. Uh, that's going to do eight damage. Okay. Beam number two is going to be an eighteen to hit. Mhm. And that is also eight damage.
3: Perfect. So sixteen total. Yes. All right. So your eldritch blast creaks out <laughs> and extends to sixteen different books and. Explodes them into piles of pages. The room is now filled completely with pages, making it difficult for everyone to see. And thus. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn?
1: No, that's the end of my turn.
3: All right, there are pages, uh, flaming <laughs> pages, regular pages, swirling everywhere, but another, uh, another cloud of books circles up in one of the corners and they're not like some of them are open and and chomping and some of them are closed and just spinning like ninja stars and they're just like flying around they all rear up in the corner and assault uh the party uh hope you you're safe they fire around you you get behind a get behind a piece of bookshelf uh Diane you were not safe and what does that's a shame by the way, I don't know if I told you, Varel, but that one that I had was a crit. I don't know, I should have mentioned that. Oh, yeah. The last one. Yeah, so you take, uh, but you do take 12 points of damage as <laughs> um, uh, Stan or Dian as books, <sighs> these Ninja Star style books just like start pummeling your head. And you're like, Ugh, uh, 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 and there's like 12 books assault your body. Nash, well, you're safe. As the books swirl around you and miss, and you're like dodging with your sweet cape. You're like, whew. <sighs>
4: Wait, did they um, miss? Varel, they did. Did they miss? Despite, r- regardless of whether I had my ward up or not.
3: Yeah, they just didn't hit you. Shit. All right. Um, <laughs> like I, I have to make a roll. No, 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 no. It's, it's all good. Uh, I'm
4: just sad about the way it went.
3: And then uh Varel, the books continue to assault you. I believe an 18 will hit
4: you, right? Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, and you take another 11 points of damage. As books, just like
0: pum, 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 pum.
3: they, they rail your body. Uh, viciously.
5: So we okay, am so raging, so half damage 6.
3: Yep, it's bludgeoning, so half probably in your case. 6. Yeah, sure. It is your turn. For
5: Excellent. Our... I will see the books assaulting my party and face me demons and I will swing at the air with maw storm and do my two attacks at books. Particularly if there's a mass in some sort of corner, I would approach it. Okay. And begin assaulting it. Two attacks with Moss Storm. One is a Nat 20 and one is a ten.
3: Okay, perfect. Uh,
5: they're both hits. Oh, sweet. Well the Nat 20 is 8, 7, 15, 17, uh, 21 points of damage.
3: Okay, total for You can give me your double total your total for all of it. But...
5: Cool. And then the second one was five uh, nine. So 30 points of damage total. All
3: right. So you rear up and begin going to town as you just swing your sword all around. You nearly clip Nash in the head as the sword is like whoo, 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 such a small space. Everyone, your party is also dodging you in addition to your sword swings. And you're just like, ah, cleaving swords. Ah, It's ah, just like, ah, I just... Cleaving at books in the air and swatting them out, cutting them in half, pinning them to the wall, and just going nuts,
5: and you take out 30
3: books on your turn.
5: Damn. Uh, Excellent. Bonus action. Flame burst. As I scream, you were to be my servants and you betray me.
3: All right. Flame burst. Um, Let me roll my saves, I guess. Okay. How much three damage? So you take out another ten books around you, as you've already assaulted most of what's near you. Uh, the flame burst sets ten more books on fire, so they bah, blow up in flaming pages. Uh, there still appears to be a healthy amount of books flying around, as the place is in complete chaos. Nash, it's your turn.
4: Uh, do I have any? Do I, how's my visibility on the rest of the team? Now you can see
3: everybody, but you have to like it's difficult. There's pages, there's flaming pages. Uh, there's books flying everywhere. There are these, like, long chains of ninja star floating things swirling around in these, like, clusters of, like, it's like a school of fish swimming, almost, as these books walk around in clouts looking for a target to assault. There are countless number of books uh, on the wall. All
5: right. Uh, We're on Hope. uh, We missed Hope if we went to Nash. Oh, 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 my bad. Uh, We did miss
3: Hope. Sorry. Thank you for pointing it out.
5: Yep. You also see this, Hope.
2: Awesome. I will... Uh, Just keep stabbing things around me, trying to take down as many books as I can.
3: Okay, make your attack rolls.
2: All right, first attack roll is a 25, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and the second is a 19.
3: Okay, both hits. Roll the damages.
2: All right, damage for the first one is eight, Mm -hmm. and damage for the second one is five.
3: Okay, perfect. Um, So that's 13. Okay. All right, uh, you swing, you you stab, pinning... Books to walls, whatever they come by, it seems to be the most efficient way. to like, king, king, and then just is the the knife isn't really like s- effective for swinging like uh, like hope um, like Voral's sword is, but you're able to pluck them out of the air and just like put your knife through them and then break it off and put it in again as you begin uh, becoming more efficient at taking out the the books. And as you say that, these little you hear this little, like. Bling, And these little pieces of brick on the four corners of the wall open up. And a pie you hear a as a large pile of marbles on all four corners starts spilling on out into the and they just pouring out like these four waterfalls of marbles are pouring out from all four corners. And they're like, ah, it's loud on the ears. This place is all the swinging and, and lightning happening from, from Diantalis and now these large amount of marbles start to spill out onto the ground and they start flowing everywhere on the ground. Um, there are marbles now covering the entire ground and they fill and get close to you rolling past all the pages that are burning on the ground. Uh, Nash, it is your turn.
4: Uh, you say marbles. These are round? Like the round marbles? Steel marbles. Hmm. Do we perceive they're meant to make us trip and fall and stuff?
3: Yeah, the the ground is slowly becoming becoming covered in marbles. Shit. If you move anywhere, you'll if you have to step anywhere and move, you'll have to make you have to tread carefully. Okay,
4: I'm gonna stay where I'm at. I would like to target one of these columns of swirling books that you described. Mm-hmm. Not just yeah. random pages or books in the air, but one of these columns. And I would like to cast fireball or sorry, bolt, not ball. Mm-hmm. Everyone, calm down. No ball. I'm going to do Firebolt. Uh, fire seems to be pretty effective. I, I noticed this from Varel, and I'm going to say the following as I do it. Okay. This battle is down to the wire. These books are dicks. Eat my fire. And I go, <laughs> and I throw one over at that stuff. So All right. Let me do your attack roll. attack roll. Here we go. 13. All right, it's a hit. Roll your 2d10. Okay. <laughs> uh, that would be a grand total of eight damage points.
3: Mm, and your suspicion is confirmed as the firebolt <laughs> springs out and swirls around, and it seems to just, even if it grazes something, it lights the books on fire. You deal double the amount of damage that you would otherwise, totaling 16, and 16 books burst into flame. <laughs> As the fireball pierces uh, sixteen of them, sweet. And the room right. begins to clear up from books, but the books' uh, assault is unabated. Dianthalus, it is your turn.
1: All right. Uh, there are marbles all
3: around your feet.
1: Let me know if this is doable. If not, I can try something else. But now that diplomacy is properly coded in books, can I make it swing into books like a big blunt cudgel?
3: Yeah, also some of them are flaming, so the whole sword is on fire at this
1: point. Great, I want to do that.
3: Okay, (laughs) you want to swing it, like you want to whirlwind it around? Yeah, I
1: want to have it, instead of stabbing, now it's spinning. Now it's a spinning sword of death.
3: Alright, make an attack roll.
1: Natural 20.
3: (laughs) Alright, roll your damage dice.
1: Yay. Uh, 10.
3: Okay. Uh, Because it's flaming, it'll deal double the amount of damage, and you have it positioned so that it swirls around Varel's head. Now, Varel's swinging "Ah, ah, ah," and over top of him, sort of as books try to assault him, this flaming circle of of this bludgeoning sword is hovering above him, knocking them away and setting them on fire, uh, just above his head area.
1: I like everything about this. Uh, While that is going on, I will fire two more Eldritch Blast bolts uh i'm not even kidding and it's with the same dice natural 20 for the first (laughs) game all right
3: all right cheater roll your damage dice (laughs) i
0: swear
1: (laughs) this is my new dice i'm gonna use it forever uh oh you realize if
3: if i if there's a dice that rolls too many 20s i will force i will force you to not use it
1: yeah you have that power right
2: but what if it's a dice with 20s on every side yeah, that's rolling. No. Oh, in that fine. case, then
3: I that's mean... fine. <laughs> I've been out. I've been outmaneuvered legally.
1: <laughs> that is a fifteen on the first beam. <sighs> okay. And on the second beam, oh, it's the same dice and it betrayed me now. Uh, mm-hmm. it is a let's see. It's a twelve to hit. Okay, so that's a total of twenty-eight
3: books that you, while while your bludgeoning sword is there, and all around Varel, you're just catching them as Varel's about to get hit with them, and just like, and you are, like, it's force damage, so I guess with the blast, it just pushes them into walls and just explodes them on the wall. All right, um, Varel, your turn.
5: All right, uh, so the mass is disappearing, the books are being handled. Yeah. Uh, Looking at the wall as they're any stem to this tide of marbles
3: uh they they're now fully down on the ground they've they've during this round they they've emptied out and are now all on the floor
5: okay uh i will any more masses of books worth targeting
3: uh there's a few i mean you can't do a count in in the seconds there but you've definitely thinned them out by several hundred at this point
5: okay i will remain where i am then and continue to swing at books And thin the line. And a 9 and a 19. One hit. 16 points of damage.
3: Okay. Um, And you continue swinging this time. You're swinging so much and so hard, you just end up in, in a whirlwind. And you're now spinning in the center of the room, just racking books on your sword, splitting them up. And you destroy another 16 books.
5: Excellent. And then a flame burst.
3: Okay, and that's uh, saves. Uh, and you finish off with a flame burst. Blowing up the rest of the books around you, and the room falls into silence. Except for one book hope floating straight at you. It makes its attack, but not before you can also attack it. Time slows down, and the camera pans in on your eyes. I'll, I'll, and then it pans I'll in on the book.
2: Flip the knife in the air, grab the handle, and
3: Stab. All right. And as you stab it, it goes and then it cuts to Nash's face and then Talis's eyes and then Varel's eyes and then the book flying and you stabbing it. Make your attack roll.
2: Natural 20.
3: Okay. Uh, so it tries Whoa. to ninja star itself into your face, but you are too quick and you react quickly and stab it into the wall and it's the last of the
4: books. I hate this library. Let's take a break. Yep.
0: <laughs> Perfect
4: timing. Perfect Sweet. timing. Uh, right. Thanks, everybody. Hang still. Or hang still. Hang tight. We'll be back in moments from now. Well, a couple, few minutes. Right. Uh, yeah. Keep
3: tight. Hang still. Hang sense. still. Yep.
4: Keep tight. And we'll be back shortly with more. There will be dungeons. Don't go anywhere. It's the honor system. It's it is the enough. honor system. If I,
3: if I don't trust you, then we'll all be rolling on an online... Well, what if
1: the truth is really hard to believe? Yeah, what if then?
2: You gotta believe! That's <laughs> the, <laughs> the
3: spirit! It's the excitement of D&D. If you just roll too many 20s, I'll make you change the dice. That's
1: I it. believe yeah. I can all fly. Right, well, for notes, the, green, the emerald green die is the problematic die that I keep getting 20s on.
4: Nice. Okay. Well done.
1: So, so, if need be, we'll retire it and we'll for put it on that shelf back there. Not yet, not yet. I not yet.
0: believe I can fly. I can score. I believe I can have women in a dungeon and no one will
4: catch me for years on end. Sorry, that was the real lyric from uh, <laughs> R. Kelly's famous "I Believe I Can Fly" song.
0: All right. Uh, Just me, I'm okay. all oh, yeah.
4: Yeah I, I you who, little... yeah, I had to well, remind you guys who. Yeah, I had to remind you who sang it. It, <laughs> it was R. Kelly's song. So I
3: haven't watched that thing. I just know he pees on girls. Yeah, he yeah, does that too. I thought it was just the
2: peeing thing. Well, I didn't re- know about dungeon? The dungeon.
4: recently he's got there's accusations that three girls were kept like under lock and key all the time and all kinds of weird stuff. Guys kind of <laughs> guys kind of nutty. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure the pee thing continues, but the uh, got worse. It got worse.
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Get accustomed to it, you
2: know? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best part of you, Yeah,
4: you get used to it. All right. Uh, we're ready. We're back. Are we recording? We are. Bo, it's back to you, sir. Is the place on fire? Can I ask that? Are we on fire?
3: Yes. Okay. The, ro- the room is calmed down, but there are small f- fires of books that are gradually, very quickly growing larger, and air is becoming an issue. Okay. Both doors are closed. Right. There's no ventilation.
2: Hope's going to go to try and unlock the door again.
3: Um, you attempt to put your key in, and like a magnet... But strong, it just keeps it out.
4: Oh, like it resists it? Like, like there's an you invisible. Keep, you keep thing. hitting the
3: door, You're like, bang, bang, oh, bang. It just cool. keeps pushing it out.
2: All right, well, I'll run to little fire piles and I'll start trying to put out the fires.
3: Okay. Um,
1: yeah. More I'll... specifically, to,
3: oh, you used your hands. Are you touching them with your fire? No, your I, th-
2: I meant my boot. That's my boot. I'm trying to stamp them out.
3: Okay, you're trying to stamp oh, out the fire. Be... <laughs> the fires are too large to stamp out with the boot.
2: Okay.
5: You're just stamping more fire into the paper.
2: Okay, I'm going to run to the back door that we came in and see if that one opens. Cool,
5: I will have already, continuing my rage As for the next round, I'm going to attack that door and get it open. You said it was a steel door, right?
3: Which one? The one, the, you could... the the... one we entered through. Yeah. The one you entered through? Okay, make an attack roll.
5: Cool. I, I mean, I... it was a steel door, right? Or was it a...
3: It was a steel door.
5: Cool. I'm going to, uh, not moss storm it. I'm gonna slam it. Kick it with your with your kick with, off. With my, okay. with my body. With it, gonna, yeah, yeah, slam. Body check it.
3: <sighs> cool.
5: Body check the door. Uh, twenty five.
3: Okay. World damage dice.
5: Uh, I guess it'd be an arm strike. So five damage to the steel door
3: yeah and it would also be bludgeoning which it's resistant to and uh so it takes two damage and you sort of uh, slam it and
5: it doesn't budge cool so the locking mechanism is not is too strong to
3: oh kick over. well you body checked the door you didn't target the hinge you can't see the hinges from the side because it doesn't open inward
5: right right the damn i'm saying the damage is done to the door itself not the the hinge or the light mechanism the isn't
4: like current or anything yeah yeah okay
3: Body checking the or slamming the hinge might not produce a lot of damage.
4: Does anyone know if acid from my acid splash is flammable? Does anyone know? You can find out. It's not. Okay, well then I'm going to try to put out a big corner of this fire with a with a nice broad acid splash cantrip.
3: Well, you're going to cover it in acid. Yeah.
4: Just I'm not okay. the whole floor, not not so we can't get out of there, but just a, oh, a you're, place. You're
3: going to find places where you, there's fire and splash your acid on top of Yeah, it see if smother. I can't
4: put it out, smother it out, yeah. Okay.
3: Um, I need a quick second, so if you guys want to do something.
4: Uh,
1: uh, like dance? Golf. Or uh, tell a fun
4: Give my liver. dog, express my dog's anal gland.
1: I mean, I guess I can tell you during this time, <laughs> Diane Talus seeing them trying to strong on okay. their way through it will start going around the room looking for anything because, to push or maybe a way to open the door.
3: Okay. okay. Um, because uh, I didn't anticipate what you were asking for, the flammable part, I thought you were just going to use it somewhere else. Um, I did have to sort of look up generally as acid flammable. It before. You, be. So before you make the action...
4: Uh... It shouldn't. Acidic should not be... Combustible, but I don't, but, but this is not my world, it's yours.
3: Mineral acids are not flammable, but they can react with their substance to form flammable products. Organic acids, on the other hand, are flammable, particularly those with long hydrocarbon chains, such is decanoid acid. Ah, it's a question that needs answering. Is it organic or is it
4: mineral? It's the great Spider Man question of our time. Am I shooting it out of shooters or is it coming out of my ass? You decide, Bo.
3: Well, it doesn't specify, uh, so maybe I'll look. That That's my favorite ruling. part of the cartoon. <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: are <laughs> these he ran shooters? Out of
2: the shooters, and magically,
4: he had to turn Brad around and go, "Take that, <laughs> Doctor Octopus!"
2: Well,
4: you'll be glad. To, <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh,
3: you'll be glad to know this rule has come up in five E rulings before. There's plenty of answers. Oh, good uh yeah so generally speaking it is not flammable okay that's the majority of results of return so okay you begin to put out fires using the acid to throw it on top of books however it begins eating away at the books instantaneously creating these you know this voice melted paper void where you put the where you put the acid on top of the fires you run around and quickly do this and within a you know minute you've got all the fires out uh,
4: you're welcome everyone
2: thank you Nash.
3: <laughs> sweet there's now um, a different kind of uh, byproduct occurring with the acid eating away at the books not poisonous but it does appear to fill the air a little bit with a gas
4: that should just be paper waste like yeah, i'm gonna
3: hear about if okay, there's a chemist listening
4: right now going like
0: oh sh-
3: i gotta write in oh. yeah somebody
5: <laughs> well for that guy uh, i'd like to note that i can hold my breath for 15 minutes but otherwise we're fine all right <laughs> <laughs> we'll just
3: rule that that's what happened it's fine it's fine guys um all right in so in that area, my
5: rage fades but i had at the door for the rest of my rage okay
3: uh you so you're continuing to bang at the door uh trying to open it by hitting it
2: hope we'll go back to the the door with the keyhole and she'll start trying words in Infernal, like books, library.
0: <laughs> Maybe it needs
2: a password. Password.
4: Uh, <laughs> I, love,
3: it, this. It, I it, love this. It's so one, much. two, three, four. It produce, it
4: <laughs> librarian, <laughs> librarian, uh, the weird newspaper poll they used to hang newspapers on, magazine section. I love it. Just keep yelling everything you can think of that's library related. <laughs> Excelsior. Dewey decibel. <laughs> Special kids
3: weekend. Dr. Rolly roly numbers.
4: <laughs> JK Rowling signing.
3: I love it. Unfortunately there's no effect hope.
2: Oh. Okay, I'll stop saying words.
4: <laughs> Password is overdue, the chat says. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Now, the bookshelves are mostly kicked over. There's uh, acid-covered piles of books. Some have managed to survive. Not all were flamed. And many pages. Many, many pages are strewn around as well as marbles, which makes passage difficult. You have to walk slowly throughout the room.
4: Should we stab the rest of these books or make sure they're... I can't believe I have to ask, but make sure these books are dead.
5: What a waste of knowledge. And of Love. To write one's love on an assaulting book, this room
4: insults me. With pop-up porn and everything, I know. I had their, their, Hope- coi- their coitus was in my face. Their illustrated pop-up coitus upon my blade. Yes.
2: Hope start looking through the books and she- see if she can find any more erotic <laughs> literature or poetry.
5: Their coitus was on my face.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: now I'm rolling an investigation check. up.
2: Okay. a six.
3: So from the rubble of the encounter you just had, you are able to find some books intact. You find one on what appears to be the construction of brick walls. You toss that aside You find one that appears to be on um, a treatise on, um, you know, how to properly set a table for a royal dinner, a tiefling dinner, you set that aside. You find a book on house lineages, you toss that aside. And then you find a, a book of interest, um, uh, to what you requested, which was, um, a tale of two loves and tale is spelt tale as in a tiefling tale.
2: I'll, uh, flip through it and then I'll hand it over to Nash.
3: He <laughs> flipped through it and confirmed that it is indeed about um, two tiefling couples who were in love with one another's partners in this sort of four-way love triangle. And there are several pornographic images in the book.
2: Here you
4: go, I don't. I don't want this. <laughs> this is no good for me.
2: <laughs> you sounded so upset.
4: Well, I, I, at first when we saw it, I thought... This is great. Tiefling celebrating the great act of love. Uh, Perhaps a tawdry tale, but one with maybe a happy ending. We should be with the ones we're truly in love with. That's great. This is all good. But then it turned on me and put its visage of coital connection (laughs) two inches from my red eye. F that. I can't look Uh, at these the same. These are no longer of interest to me. Besides, I am, as you know, barren here. I have nothing but flappy, <laughs> flappy skin. This is no but good. Ha- it does but nothing what about for the
2: me. F woman? I was up all night. You're not barren down there, Nash.
4: No, I am right now. There was a plant te- temporarily. We had a. It's a long story, Hope. <laughs> but we had a. a plant? We, we had a plant. It's not there anymore. There's no more plant. Don't ask me to explain. We need to get out of here. Uh, but, uh, but yes, suffice it to say that was a one-off.
2: It sounded like more than just a one-off, Nash.
4: It was a one-night-only deal. It it was like one last showing, no no more tour dates if you get my drift. That was it. It was all there was. And for a moment, just a moment, I had a functional plant, and that's it. (laughs) It doesn't exist anymore. I don't have it anymore. And so these images do nothing but just rub my face in it. Literally, this book made me rub my face in it.
2: All right. Well, I'll hold on to it just in case. And hope we'll pocket the book.
3: Sweet. Okay. So add a tale of two loves <laughs> to your inventory. Don't teaflame literally. Tail, tail is spelled tail, and
5: not like like the.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say they have actual tails. So T-A-I-L. T wanna...
5: yeah. oh, a i l. Oh, I got it. If we were to imagine this room as a functional place, the prisoners are descended in a cage where they are picked up and. Transported to a dungeon of some kind. This room some sort of archive slash check mark is booby trapped against anyone who would try to What Escape? exactly? Key that works on all of the doors does not work on this one. It punishes the user. The assaulting of tomes.
1: Maybe this is a personal study and the keys are bound to unique individuals.
0: Hmm.
5: Hope does the key still work to get us out of the room?
2: Hope we'll try it on the door we came in from.
3: Uh, you, There's no key oh. latch on this side of the door.
0: Oh.
1: Hmm. Though it does seem a bit excessive to have your entire library attack an intruder. Hmm. Some of these books were of
5: use as well. Outside of the scandalous tales, there were things the world could use. Waterways and such.
4: I mean... This is usually a, a sign that there's something else that it's protecting. This is a trap. That's mm. that's all this is for. There's, uh, I feel like there's somewhere somewhere near us, perhaps on the other side of this door. Uh, something greater is there. These books were meant to protect, and we've we've passed that test. So we just we need to get through. Who cares about these books? We live in a time where no one's educated anymore.
1: While we're discussing all of this, Diantalis is still, having seen the bricks in the side open and be able to release things and move, the assumption being there's maybe a panel or a passage or something that needs to be touched or triggered, is slowly moving and examining the walls around the room.
3: Okay. Um, You have a look at the walls. and notice The walls themselves, you don't notice anything particular, but there are now open uh, one foot by... Well, maybe two foot by two foot holes on all four corners of the ceiling leading up.
1: How high up is the ceiling?
3: Uh, well, it's probably about the ceilings, about eight feet from top. You can, Varel can easily touch the ceiling at the, if he tiptoes, maybe nine feet. Hmm. But uh, the holes are small. They're not, they don't. Appear to be meant for people to pass into.
5: Yeah, so it's a it's a two foot by two foot block that opened up to release the marbles, but the marbles are coming out of some smaller tube that we can't climb into.
3: Um, you can't see any tube. You just see you just see blackness in there. If you shine a light to look up, it looks as though maybe there was a slanted piece of ground that they were rolling from. But then two it foot
1: exta- by two foot. Yeah. Is your pixie with you, Nash?
4: Oh right, uh, Pod,
1: are you here?
0: Yeah, oh, I'm shit, here. That don't, was crazy. Oh my
4: gosh, right in my freaking ear. Okay, what, you, what do you call those creatures? They're called books. Books. Yeah. Do your people? Uh, how do you learn?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you I have, don't know. We don't. It, what's learning?
4: Well, do you when someone needs to teach you how to do something? Do you? Do they tell you? Do you go look it up somewhere? Do they give you a small... I've lived
0: in an aquarium all my life!
3: Oh yeah, good point. What do I you mean? My people are just... We're born, and then we're put into glass cages, and then sometimes they take us out and turn us into dust. In a grinding
4: machine. I swear to you now, when we save your people, the first thing I'm doing is getting you a good book. None of this bullshit. That was terrible. Those were bad books. A good I don't book. I seem like
0: friendly creatures
4: they weren't friendly. Those books,
3: they were mean books.
4: Most of the time they're dormant and they do nothing. These were enchanted by some evil. These aren't normal books, Pod.
3: Nash, I saw one of the books and it looked like there was a woman sitting on a man.
4: Yeah, they were doing it. Doing it? Do your people do it?
3: What do you mean?
4: You know. Rub rub their privates and create children that way. (laughs)
5: That is how it's done.
4: <laughs> <laughs> private? That's uh, a private? How do you reproduce? How do you make new uh, f- fairies?
0: I don't know. No one's. No one's. Uh, I don't. I
3: don't know.
4: Boy, we there's a lot for you to learn when we leave. When we. When we. When we finally free you and your people. Do you,
3: Do you know how to make a new fairy?
4: No. Like uh, a baby no, fairy? no. 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 <laughs> let's, let's make one thing clear. A. I don't know. B. I don't want to know. And C. Our relationship will never involve such things. You're like my sister. You're like my tiny, invisible little sister.
0: Sister, that's like... What's that?
4: <laughs> oh, we're gonna go down a road here. I'll tell you what. Save all your questions about life, and uh, and all that for later, because you've got a great education coming your way. But for now, <laughs> I think Diane, Tal- I think Diane Dallas has use has need of you. So why did you ask, Dian
1: I'm sorry. I tuned out somewhere between (laughs) Hymash and now. Are you quite done with your introductions? Yes. You sure prattle on for someone who seems to forget she's around more often than not. I mean, it's
4: a fair point, but Also, she's not taking any of our food. She's not causing any problems. She's provided some help when we need it. I don't know what the problem is. How is this a problem?
1: Perhaps we can send her up from where the steel balls fell from and see if there's a way to open the doors from the other side or at least gain additional information we don't have now.
4: All right, Pod, he's right, but here's the deal i'm gonna I'm gonna take one of these small stones and I find a very small smallest piece of dirt or pebble around I can unless Bo tells me there aren't any
3: you find one I cast find a little pebble
4: I'm gonna cast light on it and I'm gonna hand it to her and say for this job you can't be invisible I need you to be able to see or if you you can be invisible if you want, but it will appear if anyone sees you it will appear as if this stone is flying on its own so just okay. know that and go up there and tell us what you can see. And if there's anything that comes at you or you see moving our direction or anything that seems like it might be a danger to you, come back immediately. You can drop the stone if you need to, but carry it with you if you need, the, if you need the, to be able to see. Are you willing to do that for us, Pod? Yes. Yes. All right.
3: Absolutely. Excellent. Okay. And she, uh, the, the rock, you, you sort of lay it out on a finger and then it lifts up and the floating rock floats up to the ceiling. Along with the light source that it's generating, and then exits through one of the holes. Excellent. And then you
4: hear.
0: Ah, 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 I <laughs> it's very dusty up here.
4: We had a saying in the solar mines, from Germanic origin. It was gesundheit.
3: Gesundheit!
4: Don't worry about it. That'll be part of your education.
3: Now fly, gesundheit. fly, fly. Yeah. All right. And the light begins to recede as Hope's pod disappears from view.
2: Start kicking around through the debris on the ground. Maybe there was a key hidden in a book and she'll just start kicking around. You start anything. kicking through the
3: debris on the ground and um, you kick some pages around and you kick some of the marbles that are on the ground. And then um, you see a, a a book on the ground. Again, that's one you threw away earlier. It says house lineages. You kick that aside. You don't find a key. Okay. Um, you could be more thorough if you'd like, but it might take some time to, to do.
2: Um, actually, it. instead of doing that, I'll go back to the the Lineages book and start reading through that.
3: Okay. So you, you follow to where you kicked the, the book and it says House Lineages on the cover and open it up. And um, can I get everyone but Hope to have their headphones off, please? Everybody but Hope. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So you have a book. It says "House Lineages" in front of you. Mm -hmm. Where do you open it up?
2: Um, I'll start at the beginning.
3: Okay. You open it up to the very first page, which is blank, and then you open up to a second page, and it contains again scribed writing. The first page seems burnt off from the activity, torn, but at the top of the page you see "House of Achmenos." At the top
2: and the rest of it's burned
3: the rest of it's burned you see a a name at the top sort of like describing what would be the first of you know like a family tree the way they do it in the game of thrones books or something like that yes you see uh the name rondal akmenos
2: okay
3: do you want to continue reading the book yeah. Okay. You flip through the book and notice that there are a number of houses and their lineages noted, and this includes several hundred tiefling names. There's the House of Nobieri, the House of Mayor, and this jumps out at you as you remember Monsoon revealing his name to you as Septon Mayor. There's the House of Dantip- Dantipilius. The House of Vaunch. I'm going to list 12 houses. It's a lot. Uh,
0: right.
3: H- house of Poxus. The House of Ixhill. I-X-X-Y-L. Uh, Fekald. F-E-J-K-A-L-D. The House of Sora. The house of Macabre, Macab, M-A-C-A-B. House of Ephilium. A-F-E-L-L-I-A-M. The House of Chirinitzi. That's C-Z-I-R-N-E-T-Z-I. And the whole book, hundreds of pages long, contains what appears to be generations upon generations of houses and their line, including adoptive members. And it's quite comprehensive. But the first part of the book detailing the House of Akmenos uh, is ripped off and the one thing that it does say is that it says the founders underneath it
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it begins with the name Ronald Akmenos, comma king oh. we can have everyone put their headphones back on okay. now we're back Hope, uh, was, hope's been lost in the book
4: okay just the porny book? Not uh, yet. You don't, you don't know what book it is. Okay. You can't read Infernal, and she hasn't said anything. Okay, Infernal porn—some hot stuff. Get it, hot stuff because it's Infernal, so it's hot. It's hot porn. Get it?
0: Nash! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh Ash! shit! Oh, Ash!
3: she's back.
4: Yeah, what? Ash! Get
3: in here! No, you hear you hear yelling echoing from the the hole up top. Oh, and the light becomes brighter again. She's. Nash, I think I found a way into the room next to this one.
4: Uh, how? What do we do?
3: There's like, it's like a little little crawly space, and I was able to get there. I don't know how to explain it. It'd go left and then went up and then down and right. But um, Maybe I could try opening the door. I think it's connected. Yeah,
4: no, no, that'd be great. Are you, have you seen anything, or one, or anyone, who, any dangers there?
3: I'm just asking, because maybe it'll trigger another trap if I try to open it from
1: this side.
4: Well, maybe, but I look at the team. What, uh, what do we want to do?
1: We don't have an overabundance of options.
4: All right. I look at Varel and Hope. What about you two?
1: Yeah.
5: Seems the mob was all exhausted. Books are dead.
1: Alright,
4: Pod. Let's try it, but you need to be very careful on the first sign of danger. You get out of there, up and over and out.
3: Okay. I'm 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 gonna um I'm gonna try to use uh by the power of my privates.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the light recedes. I don't think she Is understands she what I meant, but that's fine. I don't know. I said something about her privates. She's taking it to mean something. I don't know yet. It's Is fine.
2: special with pixie private? No.
4: There's no, like, she doesn't have, like, a, a key in her pixie vagina or anything weird.
0: She's, <laughs>
4: what? She's just, <laughs> she just doesn't understand what I mean, and it's fine. No, we'll explain no. to it later. If we try to, if I try to correct her now, she's going to slow us down. So just... The
3: best part of this interaction for audio listeners is Kyle's face through all this looks, <laughs> as I imagine Varels is just confused, but any... fainting feigning like, yeah, okay, I understand. Hmm. I totally get what you very... That's why they keep the
4: dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very stoic face.
3: Um, okay, after a few minutes goes by, you hear a clink, clink, and the door... <laughs> the door appears to have loosened, but pod can't open it. But you can hear her grunting on the other side.
2: All right. Uh, Hopeful, she takes the book, the lineages. She tucks that away, and then she'll go to the book, the door and see if she can help mm-hmm. open it.
3: Okay. You press down on, upon the handle without putting the key into it, and the door opens.
0: Ah! I did it! I did it! And the big, a,
3: pe- a light pebble flies through and onto Nash's shoulder.
0: Nash, I did it. I opened the door. I saved us. Woo!
4: Pod, you're... Give me, give me five.
0: <laughs> five what?
4: Never mind. It's an old saying. Just You uh, want five privates? No, no. I don't want five privates. <laughs> I want you to just come back. Get on my shoulder. Let's, let's, uh, let's see if we can get you out of here. Throw that stone away. We don't need it now. Just toss it.
3: She throws it on the ground. Alright. There's now a light pebble on the ground in the, in the library room. Uh, the door opens up Hope and inside you see a room similar to this one ceilings about nine ten feet off the from the floor um opens up but the chamber is larger you see across from the door a large uh steel desk atop it there's a jar with something some rotten skull with like a preserved eyeball pickled in it the first thing that jumps out at you it's sort of floating in there and looking at you just has the one eyeball There's little like hairs in it too. To the left you see a large mirror sort of positioned up on the wall like hanging from it. To the right you see what looks like would be old paintings but have faded over time and just look like empty frames as they've rotted off. There are bookshelves behind the desk. There's a large carpet ripped and tattered on the ground. There's a Looks like a quill and inkwell on top of the desk. But the desk itself is, apart from the pickle jar and the the quill and ink, there's nothing there on top of the desk.
2: I'll slowly make my way in, being very wary.
3: Make your way in, checking for any other exits, and you find that there are none. Nothing happens as you walk into the center and illuminate the room.
2: I'll slowly walk toward the head on
3: the desk. As you walk towards the head on the desk, you get a little bit better view of uh, the left side, and you see that there is a there's a cage. There's nothing in it. There's a cage near the de- near the desk.
5: One of the big cages, like the previous room.
3: Yeah, like the previous room. It's a large cage. It's just sitting there. There's no skeleton or anything in it. There's nothing in it.
2: Go around to the other
3: side of the desk. You go around to the other side of the desk and you see a number of drawers. There's a chair. It's wood. It doesn't look very sturdy. It's blackened from time.
2: Uh Diantalis, Nash, is are there spells on this desk?
1: I can take a look, but it will take ten minutes or so.
4: Let me get a feel yeah. for it. And then he can take time if if I sense anything weird, or he can do it either way.
1: I'll just start casting it.
4: Oh, you bastard! I'm gonna. I want to roll for arcane. I want to do an arcana check, Beau. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna
0: go. I have I have opened a portal as well.
4: I say to myself. <laughs> um. Oops. Hold on a second. While he's doing his ten minute freaking. Thing, uh, let's see, that's plus six. All right, so we are at a total of 20, not natural.
3: Okay, there's
4: magic present in the
3: room, you can feel it.
4: You don't have any details. Diane is right to check more, something's off here, says Nash Vanguard of the Solar Mines.
3: Mom, upon an examination of the desk, you notice that none of the drawers have handles.
2: So if you wanted to open them, would you kinda hold your fingers against the side and it would catch on?
3: There's no grooves or anything to put fingers.
2: Huh. Well I'll wait until Signed House is done. Okay. You
3: guys hang out for ten minutes? Was it Detect Magic or Identify?
1: Uh Detect Magic.
3: Okay cast Detect Magic. Um, You feel that the desk, uh, once you're done, you you do sense uh, that there is magic um, emanating from inside the desk, but not the desk itself.
1: Okay, nothing else in the room is pinging? Um, No. I am detecting magic from within the desk. Nothing else in the room is setting it off. Uh, do I know what type on the magic?
3: Uh, you do not.
5: Okay. It is not created by a type, a school
3: that you're aware of.
5: Did you say there was? There's the bookshelf. There's the wall of paintings that are ruined. The desk, the jar. Was there something else in the room? The cage. A the, the,
3: there's an inkwell and a quill on the desk, and there's a large steel mirror.
5: Is
2: you there, can look over
3: and see your reflections of it.
2: There's no paper on the desk, is there?
3: No. There is a bookshelf behind the desk and there are books on the bookshelf.
2: I'll go look at the bookshelf and see if there's anything that stands out.
3: Similar to the room you were just in, nothing is written on the spines of the books. Some of them look humble, some of them look ornate, have clasps on them.
2: Oh, is there anyone that looks like it would be a personal journal.
0: Mm,
3: More specifically, what does a personal journal look like? Mm,
2: Yeah, the question is, everyone has a different style. Uh, Hand-bound? Like they tied it together themselves.
3: Yeah, all the books do appear fashioned rudimentarily and not, like, just as players. They're not, like, manufactured like books we know today. So they all appear to be bound uh, by hand.
5: I'll be and this is a rather large mirror, the largest mirror I've ever seen.
3: Yeah you can see yourself in full view. It yeah. extends from the ceiling to the floor.
5: Be checking myself out, you know picking my teeth a little bit, flexing, posing my sword.
2: Hope's going to go back to the library and gather up a few pages, empty-ish, the emptiest pages she can find, and then bring them back to the desk with the ink.
3: You're bringing pages? You're bringing pages from the the other room?
2: The library, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, As you do that, um, Varel, uh, something catches your eye in the mirror. As you look at yourself, you see something that would be behind you. On a sort of stand. Something you didn't notice is a very small, narrow table. And then on it is like this metal stand, like something you would see in a department store to hold up a hat. But on top of it is a skull. It's large and alligator-like in nature. It's hanging from the skull. It has straps attached to the underside. It would be the top part of its jaw, like not the bottom part. There's no jaw there. It's a the top part of something of a snout. And a large skull receding back. It looks as though
5: it might be a lizard folk skull. <sighs> I, I turned around and it actually exists in reality? Yes,
3: yeah, so you turn around and you see it
5: there. Oh, well, I'll make my way over to it.
3: Okay, as Hope shuffles by you with a pile of papers and puts them on the desk, uh, you make your way over to the hat holding stand. And you see it now that you get closer, you see for sure that it is a lizard folk skull, but it's impossibly huge by your standards. Mm.
0: Mm.
3: And as you get closer, you notice that fastened to the top part of the strap, there are these top part of the jaw. There's teeth all around that, that from the top part of the mouth area, there are leather straps hanging from the bottom side of it. Looks like a belt buckle on either side. There's a few of them. Like three in total. Oh. It's as if it was meant to be worn atop a head and then strapped to the
5: underside. Pretty pretty neat. I'll look underneath and see if it's worn, smooth. Uh yeah,
3: it looks it ha- it has the look, the skull itself of, of being old. There's also cut marks and indentations and imperfections. Signs of battle. Hmm. It seems strange, but it's as if this thing was worn as a helmet.
5: Hmm. Look around, see if anybody's watching me. And I'll take it off. I'm Putting down my sword, kind of javelin leaning against the wall and Take off, and the take hat. it off. It's
3: huge, it's humongous, even in your hands. It weighs a ton, and whatever creature, if it was indeed lizard folk, belonged to, would have had to have been humongous, standing easily three or four feet your size. However, the skull <clears throat> seems as though it would fit atop the head of a lesser, but still big, lizard folk that has every reason to be proud of being seven feet tall.
0: Hmm.
5: Uh, it, friends, it would shame me greatly to put this on and not look victorious. Instead, become possessed by some sort of dark spirit.
1: But look yes, what I found. You wouldn't want that. <laughs> no,
5: <laughs> it's a It's me. It's it's what's in my head. It's it's my kin, but it is large and fashioned as a hat.
2: I told you, Tieflings, found you guys delicious.
5: That is true. And apparently quite wearable, perhaps. Is this a a fashion statement of some kind? Does this, uh, excite you?
4: Would you wear me? (laughs) (laughs) There's an old saying, Varel. Varel. Uh, the tieflings use the whole buffalo, in this case, the entire lizard folk. They don't waste any of it, apparently. It's a
5: fine trait to have. Yeah. Still, it is curious that my kin would be in this study. I desire to wear it, at least to try it. Do you think me possessed?
2: You'd have to put it on first.
5: Yes, but I... By trying this on, I owe Nash an apology, for I am overcome with curiosity at this object. And I do often shame him for his imbibing.
3: You missed it on your first glance, Diantellus, but you detect magic coming from it.
5: Coming
1: from the helmet?
3: Coming from the the top half of the skull that... Yeah, it's the helmet that Kyle has.
1: Okay. Do we object?
2: It's your choice to make, Varel.
1: Nothing bad ever came from putting on a hat.
0: Hmm...
4: I'm nervous, but I also think that Varel—if anyone's to do this and pull it off—it's Varel. I—I—I I, I would abide by your decision.
5: You said it's—it's it's heavy, like impractically no, heavy to wear. That had, no, that it has weight to it. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, I'll
5: place it upon my head.
0: Okay.
3: You place the top half of the lizard folk skull atop your head. It rests comfortably and easily, and you're able to adjust it in such a way that your eyes are now shining, are able to see through the holes and openings where the, the holes are from the skull. It fits comfortably atop you. And to your knowledge, there's no immediate effect from putting it on.
5: I'll head over to the mirror and take a look at myself. Yeah, you look fearsome threatening it suits yes. you greatly yes this is a fine hat the visage of death
3: <laughs> everyone's silent as Would they watch you
1: To plump you
2: up <laughs> and then Would hope we like will start writing on the pages to, uh,
1: identify that Varel and tell you what magical properties it might possess it is magic then but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yes uh, thank you
5: Dying Talus, I would appreciate that much. Right. I'll do identify on it.
3: Ten minutes, you mean?
5: Yeah.
3: Ritual? Okay. So, back to what Hope was originally trying to do. You have a bundle of papers. Caring not for Varel's
0: <laughs> fashion. <Aww.
3: laughs> what would you like to do with the papers? It sounds like um, you want to write on them.
2: Try and communicate with the desk, or the head. You want to communicate
3: that, with the desk?
2: There's the quill or the in- and the ink there. So, okay. what if there are papers on the desk, and you're Right, like, open your drawers, or hi, or something.
3: Okay, Um, so you put the papers down, you go to dip the quill into the inkwell, and there is ink in there, but it's dried. Okay. Nothing is on there. You'd need some some way to wet it.
2: I'll spit into it a few times. Okay, you spit into it, it,
3: and you start mixing it, and it does get absorbed in it. Still, you'd have to spit quite a bit into it. It needs a little bit more than what you're able to cough up, but...
2: I'm going to keep spitting.
3: Okay, so we'll get back to you. You'll spit in it for ten minutes as much as possible. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah.
3: You you don't have like a water. <laughs>
2: like, I'm not gonna waste my water on this.
3: All right. We um, wouldn't need a whole liter. Okay. Anyways, that's what our Kelly. Uh, that's
4: what our Kelly said once when he didn't like the girl was with. I don't mind I waste my water on this. <laughs> <laughs> get it because he pees on people. All right. so What do you about. mean? What does that mean? Nothing. I, I, that wasn't in character. Pod, go back are, to sleep. Are,
0: Nesh,
3: if you ever want me to talk to Bond. Okay, Uh, so you identify the item. It is a a magical helmet. Um, It provides plus one to AC. It's very Uh, simple, but uh, the magic contained within it was not cast using manipulated means, but the person or the, the individual to whom this belonged to was essentially a mutant.
0: All right. as such,
3: was affected by the mana waves and was changed by it, and the skull still contains remnants of that mutant's powers, which was of resilience.
1: So I will hand it back to Varel, and I will convey it as such. This is a very powerful helmet for you to wear. It will defend you, and the magic that I detected is not magic in the sense of what Nash and I do. It is instead more an aura of the strength of the being that once possessed it. I say wear it with pride.
5: That I will. Thank you, Dying Taliths. guys are a little okay. too
3: buddy-buddy. So, Kyle, I'm sure you should be able to find a magic helmet, like a plus one helmet. I'm pretty sure that must exist. Sweet. I didn't actually check for it. Um, but whatever it does, it'll be a magic item plus one. You can customize it to rename it so you remember that it's a skull It's a skull helmet of plus one. All right. So now the inkwell is fully wet, having put quite a bit of your spit in it, Hope.
2: Awesome. Um, and you're so, able to write with it. Yeah. I'll, start, uh, I'll start with a Hello. You write, in you write Infernal.
3: The, you write the word hello in Infernal on a blank piece of parchment. You now have that. What are you, you just writing there? Are you doing anything with it beyond that?
2: Uh, it's just on the desk, writing on the desk. Uh, if that doesn't work, maybe like, open your drawers. <laughs>
3: okay. You write open your drawers on the paper and nothing appears to happen.
2: Okay. Hmm. I'll tap the glass of the thing holding the head container.
3: Okay. You tap it, and with a bit of ink on your fingers, leave a little mark. Mm. It doesn't react. It still has its flesh. It looks brown, but it's a tiefling head with one eye, the horns in it, melted. It has a little bit of a beard left on its face and, a, and some hair floating
1: around the back.
0: Mm. Looks
3: thoroughly pickled. Yes.
1: Is there, looking at it, is there any resemblance to the tiefling in the book? Uh, no. Not as far as you can tell.
2: I'll drop down to the floor and look under the desk on the underside and see if there are buttons or switches or levers.
3: Okay, you drop down and take a look and to your shock, you actually find three levers, three switches, and two buttons.
2: I found something. What is it? Uh, three levers and two buttons.
4: Wait, two buttons? Two, yeah. Two cats I want to kill?
0: Oh, no, 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 no.
4: Oh.
2: Not
1: yet.
4: <laughs> you know, because Bo, cause Bo says buttons all the time.
1: I got it. it. Actually, know. he says bubbles. Bubbles. Oh, he yeah, says bubbles, right. <laughs> Buttons is what we want him to say. Right.
3: I think I think you just got yourself. You tried to give me an L and you <laughs> yeah, gave yourself
4: an I L. I did it. <laughs> the irony is thick with that one. Well, don't push it yet.
2: How How many drawers are on the desk? Are there three or four?
3: On either side, there appear to be three drawers each.
2: Cool. I can flick one. I mean, there are three levers so we can imagine that ties to the desk I don't know what the buttons do
1: didn't you say there were switches as well three switches two buttons yeah. oh three switches two buttons Okay.
2: are we ready
1: I say go for it what else are we going to do while we're down here
2: alright I'll flick the first switch the, to right. the far end
1: it's like the first one on the far left,
3: I guess, the left side.
2: Yeah, let's what's that one? Sure,
3: I don't know which end because I don't know exactly where you're positioned. Uh, the left one. All right, it sound, uh, a mechanism makes a noise from inside the desk, <laughs> and it appears there's a little like mm. as the drawers, all the drawers lurch forward a bit, and they appear to have loosened.
2: I'll reach my hand up and around and try and open the top one.
3: Slides out easily.
2: Oh, yeah. All right. So I'll crawl out from underneath the desk and look into the first drawer.
3: Okay. And reading you right there is a scroll rolled up, but not rolled up very carefully. Old looks frayed on all the sides. It's just the scroll. Oh. Also a scroll case in there, but it's not in the scroll case.
2: I'll pull it out and open it.
3: Okay. You pull it out and open it and find a rather short message written in infernal upon it. It's uh, directed to an M and it says, I will have the book completed shortly. I will send it to your quarters tonight and we can use this to secure Tiet Kala from the from the threat that faces it. And then it's signed N on the bottom.
2: I'll read that aloud to everybody. Do you think it meant that book we tied up?
4: I don't think there's any question.
1: I think there's plenty of question, but I do think it's possible as well.
4: What other book would it be?
1: Well, considering we just destroyed hundreds of books, I would say there are plenty of candidates. As a matter of fact, there's a set of books right over there.
4: But we dispatched those books like we were freaking Lord of the, Lord of the Dance. It's an old <laughs> reference. Learn it in the Solar Mines. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but the point is... Like, those were too easy. That other book, it was something else. That's a different level, Dian Talis. Even you have to admit that.
1: Yes, it is. That's why I advised caution when dealing with it. What else do we have in the desk?
2: I'll open the, the drawer below the one that I just opened.
3: Okay, you open the drawer below and you find a big pile of dried eyeballs. They just sort of roll around all over a place crazy-like in the drawer.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll kind of dig in there, see if I feel anything other than eyeballs.
3: And place your hand in the eyeballs and feel around, and you find something that feels metal and narrow in there.
2: All right, I'll pull that out.
3: Pull that out, and you see that it's a copy of the key that you already have.
0: Oh. Hmm.
2: Huh. I'll pocket that key all right and then i'll go to the other side of the desk and open that drawer
3: okay the third and final drawer
2: mm-hmm.
3: um okay you open it up and you find it looks like a tackle box in there the large amount of reagents different powders of different colors leaves all looking rotten and old but still somewhat preserved pebbles stones nothing that looks like it's of value, like gold or diamonds, but minerals, ground-up powders, leaves, sticky substances in little vials, incense sticks, Um, skulls, it looks like three or four
5: baby skulls.
2: Anyone need any of this?
1: Those would not fit me. (laughs) Those could be quite useful To a arcane practitioner As reagents Nash do you want them Sure Just in case you ever lose your ball For a second time
4: I still have my ball Oh you mean my ball (laughs) Very funny And I snatch it Jet. There are
3: about sixty different reagents uh, oh, in there. Shit, and not all of them are packaged up for transport. You'll probably have to find some sacks or pouches to put them in.
1: We have the sack from the
3: not a large sack. I mean, like it's pinches of. It's like a spice oh, shelf. In yeah, there. there's like sixty different little, things, but they're things. lying we take loose. The
1: whole tackle box.
3: It's not a tackle box. It looks like a
4: tackle oh, box oh. in the desk drawer. Okay, so it's it's going to be that's too bulky just to take that. Hmm.
3: It's like you can take it, but if you want to keep it organized and not just a pile of everything, Mm -hmm. you're going to need something to store it in, (laughs) and it's going to take some time just to pack, ziplock bag it up, and all that kind
1: of business.
4: Yeah, I don't really have anything. Leave it
1: alone for now.
4: Yeah, I don't even have anything to to do that with.
1: Did we look inside the scroll case? No, no, no. Okay, I would be interested in that, so I will. (laughs) Take a look at that. Take a look at the scroll case,
3: and there is nothing in there.
1: All right. I will hold on to the scroll case.
2: Okay.
3: You now have a scroll case.
1: Yes.
2: I'll crawl under the desk and flip the second switch, the middle switch.
3: Okay. You flip the second switch, and it's quiet for a second. And then you hear gears in the wall behind the mirror. Shift. and the glass slowly rises up and reveals a small alcove behind it not a passageway but there are several weapons on the wall back there mainly daggers but you see pliers you see cutting utensils, you see combat rifle.
1: on display. Decent daggers, or have they kind of fallen apart with age?
3: They all look rusty from age, and they look—it looks more like a collection the way things are displayed than an armory.
4: Is there, a, um, is there any? There's no staves or staff, anything like that. Um, there's no
3: staff, but there's an interesting looking, looks like a nightclub. It's a, like what a police might have. It was a
4: nightclub. Oh, a billy club? Yeah. Yeah, a nightclub would be a place Nightstick. you go dance and drink and stuff.
1: And no magic pings from any of these things, right?
3: No, you still have detect magic on, and there's no magic pings. Actually, the magic you would have detected from inside, Hope pocketed. And it appeared to be the key. Okay.
2: Well, I'll go for the combat rifle and then any ammo for it.
3: Uh, There's no ammo in here, uh, but Mm. you do take a, it's an assault rifle. Okay. It can be fired in single shots or semi-automatic or semi-automatic shots or three burst fires.
4: Well, I'm going to. Can I take the Billy Club? You can. I'm going to take the Billy Club.
3: Add a club to your inventory.
4: Okay. Is, there, Wait, is this a named one? This Sorry. isn't a named one, right? I can just make a. Or is club just. Club. Just club. Okay.
3: It's a club. There's no. De- hasn't detected any magic in there. Okay.
2: Add item. Club. Hope's going to go back to the desk and flip the third switch.
3: Okay. Uh, you flip the third switch, and behind you, you hear the sound of cement scratching cement as the two bookshelves part. It opens up into a passageway behind you. Passage moves for maybe five feet, and then ends in a cave wall. Doesn't appear to go anywhere.
2: Hmm. I'll walk in and up to the cave wall and touch it.
3: Uh, You go to touch it, and it feels wet and dirty. You bring your hand back, and definitely the signs of a physical cave wall.
2: Nesh, could you see if there's something behind this wall?
4: Sure. What would you like me to do?
2: (laughs) You can move ground, right?
4: Yeah. Let's do it.
2: Maybe it's just a pretend wall.
4: Let's do it. Okay. I back up, get out of the way, and I say... I will now give it my all and see what's behind this effing wall. <laughs> and then, <Okay>. and then <laughs> and I take it and move it. Earth begins to part
3: uh, along either side as you make a crevasse through the wall. Uh, how far out do you want to go before um, you decide to
4: stop? I don't know because I can't physically see this. It's hard for me to say. Um... I
3: mean, assuming you see nothing as a result, how far do you wish to go?
4: Let's go in at least two radiuses worth and see if how we see feet? anything. Uh, What's I, guess, radius I worth? guess that would be. Hold on.
3: It's a cantrip, so you can cast the spell over and over
4: again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so, so it's like yeah, 20, it's just... 20 feet in? Yeah, twenty feet in, and it would create the width as well that I would normally get from a five-foot radius around me. So, mm-hmm. so it's you'd f- you'd you dig through uh,
3: to a twenty-foot passage, yeah, about five feet wide, and you make a passage
4: in the wall. What is it? It doesn't open up to it anything that you can see. Okay, should I do more?
2: No we're gonna have a you, we're gonna
4: have a structural problem at some point the deeper I go. well, I mean
2: there are two buttons all right, and hope will walk over to the desk again, and she's gonna hit the button next to the the third switch that she threw
0: okay
3: uh you press the button and it you hear a mechanism from the door that you came through and appears to attempt to open it like a trigger mechanism to open the door itself rather than use the key. Oh. key sort of, the door just sort of forces itself open.
2: Huh. Okay. And then she'll push the final button.
3: Push the final button and the door closes and locks. Oh.
2: <laughs> she'll push the two buttons together.
3: It opens and closes really quick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then she'll start trying the switches in different positions, like maybe the first two up, middle and down. Mm-hmm.
3: So the drawers close, the bookshelf closes, the mirror closes, they open. <laughs> you do this for a while, but it doesn't produce any unexpected results. Okay.
0: Hmm want well, to like to the picture everything open then Nash
1: is in his cave during all of this just watching the wall go <laughs> 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 hmm.
2: uh, what about the, the can we knock the cage over
3: mm, Well I mean you can it's a cube shape so you could mm. turn it if you wanted to
2: Okay, cool. I'll grab the cage and shimmy it and see if there's anything underneath there.
3: Okay, athletics check, please. It's quite heavy.
2: I have four. <laughs>
3: I'll see you okay, struggling
5: it. and help her out. All right, you make a second roll. You got robot arm. Sixteen.
3: All right, the two of you together are able to move it inch at a time. It's heavy. It's two It's the base is made of metal. The top is made of metal. It's completely metal bars. After about five or ten minutes of shimmying it over, oh wow! You shimmy it over and you find that there is a trapdoor on the ground underneath it.
5: Very nice. Oh, right, it's
3: I'll a, made up. of cement, Oop. but it has a distinct, it has a hoop.
2: I'll look at Barrel.
5: Hoops are my speciality.
3: Twenty-one. All right, you yank the piece of. It's a false plate of cement. You're able to just pull the whole piece off and move it aside, and there's a little hole dropping down about six feet, running underneath. Does
5: it continue in directions?
3: It goes to
5: the left,
3: back towards the way you came.
5: Mm. Hmm. Curious. Can only deduce paranoia out of the owner of this room. Multiple storage containers? Some sort of auto door functionality? But they wrote the books, or at least some of them.
0: But
2: according to the note, it looked like they were trying to overthrow who's in charge of the city. I'd be paranoid too.
0: Hmm.
5: We have a hole to explore.
2: Time to climb down.
4: Yeah, all right. As I say, these holes aren't going to explore down. themselves.
3: All right. In order to proceed, um, I said it's about five feet. So you're able. You have to crouch your way. You can't stand to your full height, Vril. It's about five feet tall, and you're seven. But you can proceed. Otherwise. All cool. right. So everyone. All right, so everyone jumps in and slowly makes their way uh, down it. It proceeds for about 50 feet until it comes to an abrupt end. Looking up at the ceiling, it's all brick down here too, but the earth is sandy. It looks like it has not been disturbed in a very long time. There are no footprints in it. Um, Examining the ceiling as you get to the end, you notice uh, that it might be loose.
5: Oh. Mm. I will put my back against it and heave upwards.
3: Alright, make an athletics check.
5: 13. Alright, there's a resistance on
3: it as you push. It's not so much that it's heavy but that it's stuck. And there's sort of like greasy element all around the side of the rock. You'll just need something to help Maybe cut it or loosen it or shimmy it, and then maybe you can try again, but you're unable to lift it.
4: To the cloak! Just kidding. I don't know if I have anything that'll help you or not. The horse. <laughs> and his I would saddle definitely bag, not Make so. a horse
3: in the small alleyway.
4: Yeah, it'll, it'll be bad. a terrible idea. It'll be a great troll move. I could go and run the other way and leave. That'd be mm-hmm. pretty good. That'd be the end of our campaign. Good night, everybody.
1: Is there enough room for multiple people to try to push?
4: Not particularly. It's pretty
3: awkward. You notice Varel pushing it, and you notice that it just appears stuck. Like there is a lot of
4: grease. I have the portable is ram, there, but I don't know uh, if I want to use that.
1: Is there enough room for me to shimmy up to Varel? I don't think I would have been the next in line, but
3: yeah, you can shimmy with great difficulty, but everyone will be pressed up against one another, all so right, you'll okay. be in each other's personal space.
1: Squeeze past to get to Varel. Okay. And I'm going to uh, touch him and cast Guidance on him. Okay. And uh, say, try one more time. And you get to add a d4 to whatever you roll on an ability check.
0: Ooh, sweet.
5: 16.
3: All right. Again, with some effort, you push. The seal goes... As you ah, and stand up upright, pushing the floor panel aside, and you find that you're in, back in the ritual room in the center of the pentagram. And you hear... Oh.
4: It, oh, that freaking
3: book is in there. From the book, as it's like struggling against the rope that you've tied with, to the podium.
2: I think this might be a sign. Freaking
0: book, dude. Does the...
2: I think we have to open the book.
5: But why would it? So um. And I'll I'll be climbing out and you know pushing myself up Han Solo style, uh, pulling up everybody, leaving my legs in and pulling them up. And the the tunnel was worked, right? It was work stone. It was work stone, but the ground was dirt.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
5: so, there was an agreement of the building parties that this tunnel be constructed.
0: hmm
5: A cage? A secret a container? Bookshelf? Prison? And our partying book friend.
2: Maybe he was the one that was trapped. Maybe he was the leader.
5: They were all trapped together. So the only way in to this dungeon is by the coordination of the lift, the cage mechanism in the first room. Library full of scandalous tales.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Unless we can climb out of that other room. This might be
5: it. But why would the book is the, the warden? The warden was trapped in the book. And he would know how to get out.
2: Do we open
5: it? Hmm. Does anyone know this pentagram? Does this does this symbol... Why does it exist in the same room?
1: Uh, do I know anything about the use of the pentagram? Mm,
5: you can roll an arcana check
1: or a history check. Uh, let's see. For old Talus. Yeah, he's good at either. So, all right. <laughs> Uh, That's a 19 on either one. I guess we could do Arcana.
3: Okay. To your Archfey mind, it is a stupid human superstition. Uh, And you count tieflings among the humans as being humans as well, to your mind. Um, One of their stupid superstitions used in magic rituals to summon forth demons, but contain them within. But uh, you think it's a bunch of hooey as well.
1: It is likely a site of a ritual that they were performing here. Simply theatrical in nature. Yeah, but there's, a, thump, there's a
4: thumping book over there. That's not theatrical in nature.
1: Maybe this- I didn't examine the book, Nash. I examined the sign. Hmm. And like so many things that you simple mortals fall for, you're lulled in by fancy designs and symbolism.
4: Well, I can't actually argue with that, but my point is, we shouldn't just ignore it. Should we? That seems dangerous.
1: If we want to open the book, open the book. I simply advised caution.
2: (sighs) Well, for else the one who tied the knot. Is it beautiful enough to take apart?
5: My knot not as skilled, for sure. I am more concerned that this denizen in the book who wishes out will bring with him the thing that chases him, that pursues him. That it will be the... Wait, what about the skull?
2: What about the skull?
5: With the eyeball. On the table. Yeah. Does he desire two eyes?
2: Do you have... There was a drawer of eyeballs.
5: Well, thinking nonsensically, he might desire both his eyeballs in order to interact.
2: But which one would be his?
5: Well, maybe they were different colors. Not all eyes are alike.
2: Alright, so we've got two options. Throw eyeballs at the floating head in the room on the desk or we open the book.
5: Or we go check if we can climb the chains Uh, I I merely wish to present that our group, if this does spawn a being, will murder this being at some inconvenient time, after it has eaten the rest of my rations.
2: Well, we could kill it right from the start. Once we find out what we need, we could kill it.
5: If we're in agreement on that, then this may be the course.
1: You won't get any argument on that from me.
4: I don't like any of this. Me neither, Nash.
1: You just said you were agreeing with us.
4: No, I agree. I just don't like it. I know we don't have a lot of options. I agree. I agree. That's the plan. Just know I don't like it. Not that it means anything. If we all die, oh well, Nash didn't like it. If we all survive and it suddenly injects four billion gold in all our bank accounts, oh well, Nash didn't like it. Either way...
0: What's a bank account, Nash? I'll
4: tell you later. It's fine. It's nothing to do with your... <laughs> it's a, I have a private bank account, but education? it's nothing to do with your privates. It's different. We'll talk <laughs> later.
3: Is it, is it a
0: monster?
4: No. Well, sometimes. But not the kind you think.
0: Know, what does it look like?
4: Uh, a <laughs> big dusty building full of poorly... Uh, postured men dictating what happens to your hard-earned gold. It's a monster of sorts with many tentacles, but a complicated one. We'll discuss this later. Sounds gross. It is. It can be.
1: I will say this. I didn't detect any magic from the head, so sticking eyeballs in a pickled head may do nothing except decorate a decapitated head. At least with this, we know there is something more than what we perceive. And if it's a danger, we kill it. This dungeon has
5: been most dangerous. I wish to play its game and return to the skull first, and I will jump back in the hole and start shuffling my way.
3: Okay, you jump back in the hole and shuffle your way back to the...
5: Hope's going
2: to go up to the rope and try and undo it.
3: Okay. Um, Roll a... Whatever, you can undo it. It's pretty easy. Just use your knife to cut it,
1: ultimately. Diane's (laughs) Atlas is going to go lean against the side of the wall and just kind of watch what Hope is doing. Because he's curious, but he doesn't want to risk getting trapped in it.
3: So, um... So we'll get back to you, Varel, since you're on your way to the the office. (laughs) Um, Hope, uh, you you are able to undo the knots that Varel put on there. They're challenging, but you're able to undo them. And then the book is like, it weighs a lot, so it doesn't hop very far. Maybe almost imperceptibly like a centimeter, but it's definitely like shuffling, moving around on the podium.
2: Yeah. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll come around to the front of the podium so that it's facing the opposite direction, right? Because it's okay. got that slant to it. And then I'll open the book.
3: You open the book and it calms itself immediately. However, it's hard to see from that vantage point. You, you can make out upside down the picture of a field and you see a tiefling in a robe. He's on his hands and knees in the field. There's a couple of trees there and he appears to be doing something with the with the grass in the field.
2: Uh oh. <laughs> he's not moving. It's a picture
3: that covers two pages.
2: So. Oh, no, no. I don't know. I was just thinking maybe he's making a pentagram on the ground. I'm gonna turn the page.
3: Okay. You turn the page, and you see that he is br- like he's on his hands and knees again, but he's moved over somewhat. And you see that there are lines now in the grass where he's tearing out grass and throwing. Like, There's one of his hands is motioned out where he's throwing a pile.
2: Yeah. Is he trying to spell something out? Does it look like letters?
3: It looks like he may be attempting to communicate by tearing something from the grass, but there's only one letter in the ground so far, so you're not able to discern a message.
2: Okay. I'll flip the next page.
3: Uh, you flip over to the next page and... You see he's torn out more grass, but you can't read what he's writing because it's upside down. And you just can't understand it because you're looking at it from the wrong way on the podium.
2: Okay, I'll flip another page.
3: Okay, and he again, he's on his, he's on his hands and knees tearing out grass, and it finally forms a message, but you can't read it because it's upside down.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll come to the side of the podium mm-hmm. and turn my head so that it's right side, but I'm still not in front of the book.
3: Okay, it's written in Infernal. It says, please don't leave. The the tiefling is on his hands and knees, still pulling out dirt in this image. That's
2: so sad. Alright, I'll turn the page.
3: You turn the page again, and more messages are being written, but you can't make out the next message.
2: Okay, turn the page.
3: Okay, you turn the page again and more of the message. The first word appears. Place, it says.
2: Uh, turn the page. My. Turn the page. Head. Ah. <gasps> turn the page. In. Turn the page. The. Turn the page.
3: Pentagram. In Infernal.
2: And I'll turn the page one more time.
3: And this time, the tiefling uh, is not looking at the grass any longer. He's looking... He's on his hands and knees, but his head's turned facing the fourth wall of the book, looking directly into your eyes, it looks like. No matter where you look, its eyes seem to follow you.
4: Yes. I
0: don't like that. But
2: the head in the jar didn't look like the tiefling in the book, correct?
3: No. But the, the sketch you will say is it's not a detailed illustration. It looks like it's, it's sort of filled in, like was, there's an art style to it, but they do okay. not look similar.
2: Well, I'll turn to Nash and Diantalus and I'll tell them the message that was written. But the head, they don't look the same, so it couldn't be the one on the desk. So where would his head be?
1: Difficult to say. We found plenty of bones when we first got here. We've encountered plenty of tiefling skulls.
3: So, Varel, back to you. You've shimmied your way into this, the room. You're greeted again with the... You bring your light pebble up to it, and you see the pickled head in the
5: desk drawer. Mm-hmm. And what color is his one eye?
3: Uh, It's brown and white from grossness and age. Mm. It appears to be lightly floating out of the socket somewhat.
5: Oh. Uh mr warden are you missing your eyeball it does this in response
3: ergo nothing for our audio uh, listeners i just made an impression of its
0: face in that movie. <laughs> very good um
5: i and i'll bend down and i'll try the buttons until i find the one that opens the doors
3: which doors sorry
5: uh, the drawers uh, I'm not sure which one was okay. the one hope pressed. So the mirror order.
3: opens, the bookshelves close behind you as you push buttons, and then the drawers release.
5: All right, find the eyeballs and start going through them, looking for a brown one.
3: Okay, I mean they're all very similar looking. They don't seem to have much in the way of different shapes. They're all dried, so they're white, but also brown. Someone... They also have a lot of them have their stems. Attached to them,
4: please. Some one of our artists that does stuff all the time. Could you please depict Varel digging through a drawer full of eyes? I just want to <laughs> see that. Just like holding one up and your little eyes, side eyes looking at it. No, that's not it. Go through more of them. I can picture it now. Sorry, I God. will be a little overwhelmed by the number of eyeballs,
5: and I'll just scoop them up and pour them into the <laughs> jar. All so the, the eyes. Bar, the
3: jar is sealed at the top. Oh. So you can- You'll have to open
5: the jar. I'd open the jar.
3: It's not a twist up. In fact, Ah. it's quite puzzling. You'll appear to have to pull it open, and there's some string that's
5: attached over top of it as well. I I lift the jar and make sure it's even potable.
3: Uh, You lift up the jar and you disturb a lot of the sediment settled at the bottom, and now there's a bunch of crusty. It looks like yellow,
5: brown, orange juice in there. (laughs) Like pulp, pulp. Sorry.
0: <laughs> all
3: right
5: i i I will attempt to undo the string and open the jar
3: you undo the string and opening the jar will require some force. it has uh become sealed through the expanding of its material
5: all right I'll do my best okay uh I'm, you know trying to bop it, not trying to like break it, but you know things happen. uh
3: so athletics check one so you force it open one one. <laughs> Uh, you're not sure which happened first but in one fluid motion your grip shatters the jar and you rip the top of the jar off and a giant pile of brown orange juice falls to your feet and the head with a wet on the ground
4: like a a pulpy orange juice uh,
3: like like it's like brown brown yellow orange juice
4: (laughs) Oh, like out of a can, yeah, like so... the can kind? That's so gross. So, uh, and, I grab the eyeball and drawer. It stinks.
3: It smells
5: of death and vinegar. I, I take my 15 minute breath. <gasps> and I. <laughs> does the drawer come out all the way? Like, can I slide it out of its. You desk? can pull it right
3: out. Yeah. Awesome. Possible.
5: I do I that can... and I pick up the skull and I put it in it and I put that under <laughs> and I start heading back. To the group, okay,
3: you start heading back. Varel bursts into the room with a drawer of eyeballs and the head in his head, <laughs> and he stinks. Yeah. He's got brown, yellow juice all on his knees downward, and he's leaving
5: foot wet footprints on the
0: ground. <laughs> oh my god, Varel! Oh, god.
5: I'll put it on the stage. And oh. I didn't mean to. I thought.
0: Oh my god, it wouldn't open. <laughs>
5: and it broke. And my eyes. He, none of the eyeballs match, and uh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, listen, as the one is usually accused of the one that quote-unquote farted in the room, I'm happy to have somebody else take the heat for once. Not a problem. You smell fine to me, buddy. Thank you.
2: I'm going to go get the ink and the pen and some paper to see if, if we can talk to... The book. Oh, God. And then hopefully leave for the room to I'm go sorry. get the paper and...
3: Okay. You, you go and fetch the paper and pen? Mm-hmm. Or the quill and the inkwell and... Yeah. And, the, and some paper. Okay.
2: And then I'll come back and I'll write where in Infernal on the page. And hold it up to Bookman.
3: Okay. And then... Um... I mean, you hold it up to the book, but it doesn't do anything.
2: I'll turn the page.
3: You turn the page, and now you see the tiefling has stood up and is walking towards the fourth wall, getting closer in view.
2: I'll turn the page.
3: You turn the page, and then now it's his hands and face just completely covering the two pages. He just looks like this. It doesn't animate, so...
2: Yeah, I'll step to the side again and tilt my head and turn the page.
3: And then you see a look of the tiefling is stroking his beard that you can see from here. He has a long beard. and It's a picture of him thinking.
2: I'll turn the page.
3: He puts a finger up and his eyes seem lit on this image.
2: Turn the page.
3: You see the image of the field and the grass. The flings back to you as he walks back towards the field.
2: Turn the page.
3: You see him pulling, cutting grass again.
2: Cool, and I'll keep turning the pages until...
3: Keep turning the pages till the next message is spill out. What was the question again?
0: Uh, where. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, where for... Uh, place my head in the pentagram Uh, so the response that he writes back is in the center
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs)
2: I'll take the piece of paper and then underneath where I'll scribble is your head and then I'll go back and flip the pages until he sees okay so (laughs)
3: this whole thing repeats and he walks forward looks at the thing and walks back pulls grass out and says and the message in the furl says, not my actual head, the one I own.
4: The one I own?
2: Oh, no fault. Plug your nose and she'll pick up the head that Varel brought. I'm still
0: working on that. She'll
2: hold it in front of the book <laughs> and start flipping the pages.
3: Okay. And the tiefling comes back and peers in and goes,
2: he has this look, he points at it,
3: and he's like, with a thumbs up.
2: All right. Hope will walk to the center. But there's a hole in the center of the pentagram now, correct?
3: There is a hole from one of the tiles being removed.
5: I have shoved one of the eyes that looks best into the other hole.
3: Uh, uh, can I get a medicine please? check for that, please? Oh. Yes. Four. Alright, it drips on the ground as Hope brings it brown-orange juice, leaving sort of like a trail of spots where the where the drips are coming off. And as she goes by, you sort of ninja-style, like, put the <laughs> eyeball in, but you stick it in a nostril
5: instead of the eye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pril, could you please move
5: the tile? Yeah, and I push it back on.
3: Alright, you put the tile back down, and then you place the head with a wet... and it makes a vinegar um, puddle underneath it.
2: Oh, wipe my hand on my pants as I back up, or go to the book again, and I'll turn yeah, the page. There's now and...
3: a vinegar f- fingerprints, sort of stretching down your your pants.
2: And you got a smell go
3: too. To you go back to the book. All right.
2: Yep. Turn the page.
3: All right, and it looks like he's been back at it in the field again. He's running out of room, he says, "Say the following," and you see tour. You writing this down? That's A quick. rat turd. <laughs> rat turd. JXL.
4: J-x-l.
2: J-x-l. <laughs>
3: Voodoo. Voodoo. Voodoo.
2: Voodoo.
3: Cherub
1: bites.
4: Cherub bites.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: And that's mm-hmm. you would release the deadites, Scott. <laughs>
5: Sweet. Necktie.
2: Alright, well hope we'll look at everyone. And are y'all ready?
1: Sort up. Of. Diantalis is sitting on the ground where he was leaning before, before all this started, flipping through his book of shadows, not exactly paying attention anymore. Alright, it was too cool. <laughs> I'm ready. All
2: right, and Hope will stand on the podium next to the book and look at this terrible head on the ground. And she recites the words, Nothing happens. She flips a page in the book.
3: And then the tiefling is still putting new words in. He says eight times. (laughs) <laughs> Jeez.
2: she repeats it seven more times <laughs> let's hear it oh all right well we've done it once gotta keep score that tour jack sell for luciana by that tour jack sell for by that tour jack sell by Ratur Jacksell Burluch Here in a Bay Ratur Jacksell Burluch Here a Bay Ratur Jack Yeah Burluch a Bay
3: a And the head begins to sink into the stone
0: and
3: It sinks into a puddle of itself and disappears and then the book jumps off the table the pages begin to flip as though it has infinite pages then it falls back down onto the onto the floor in the ritual room as it sort of just shoots from the podium and then a whirling wind starts to spin around as if the whole room was a toilet and the doors close <laughs> boom and there's like a wind toilet in there and everyone's like starting to get dragged towards the center and the book begins to turn into a hole in the center of the book and you see a large clawed blue hand reach out and look for something to grab as it's like you see a hand come from out the book wind swirling around and you hear quickly quickly
5: Uh, okay, I'll, I'll jump forward and give him uh, a circus grab. All uh, right, the, you circus grab, goes. and it
3: clasps clas- clas- onto you. Its nails sink into your arms, holding onto you, and you'll have to pull. All
0: right. Pull.
3: Athletics check. 18. 18. All right, and you pull. You put both feet on either side and uh, pull up, and every second... Sorry. Every 10 seconds is like another inch as it's slow and
0: uh,
3: everyone make a dex or a constitution save, please.
1: Uh,
4: 11, 7, 18. Hold on, okay, please hold on. Three, six. All right,
3: uh, everyone but Varel uh, begins getting sucked in by the book. Varel, hurry up! They lose 10 feet of ground as you try to flail about to grab on something to hold to secure yourself, but you move 10 feet closer towards the book, as and you have nothing to clutch onto as you now start to helplessly move towards the center of the book. Varel, you can judge by the speed that they're moving towards the book and the speed that you're able to pull out the arm that they will fall into the book before you're able to pull it out. (sighs) Whom wind is filling everyone's ears
4: what you hmm.
5: so either way it no matter how hard I pull, it'll be a choice between the individual or my party
3: no they're they're still they're, they're still about you know they're not in any danger of immediately going in. They've moved ten feet closer towards the book
2: There will be other rolls.
3: gotcha. They're losing their footing, they're holding back, they're like, uh, uh, as they get closer.
5: Okay, I will continue to pull.
3: Alright, uh, does anyone else have any actions they'd like to do?
2: I'm gonna grab the rope by the podium.
3: Okay. that just to be wrapped
2: around the base, yeah?
3: Alright, so make an athletics check to try and... You're not near the rope at the moment, you're gonna have to work against the wind to run that direction.
2: Okay, four...
3: Okay, so you go to run over there, and you're like, Aah! and you just seem to be walking in place as you're like, give me the rope. Give me the rope. Nash, don't you tell us? <laughs> throw me the idol, I throw you the whip.
1: Um, <laughs> about how far away are we from the book? Mm, 15 feet. Were there handles on the doors? that are They're slammed shut, right? But there were, were handles on it? the doors, yes. How far away am I from the nearest door?
3: Ten feet, because you're leaning against the wall and you got pushed ten feet towards it, towards the okay. center. Uh,
1: no actions yet. We'll give it another round or so. Nash. I mean, besides fighting against it, like normal yeah. Yeah. fighting, but Resist nothing it. special. I okay,
3: don't. Nash, anything?
4: Uh, no, no, I don't. All I, right. the Same as Dying Talos. The wind oh. continues.
3: <laughs> It's creating this voice, swirling eddy in the center of the room as Varel, you pull, uh, you lose another hand and get the forearm, pull it out, and the head comes out. And it's an old tiefling head, gray, gray beard, his wild hair is everywhere. He's like, as, he, as he's trying to be pulled up, and Varel, you grab him,
0: Aah! I
3: need everyone to make a constitution safe, please. Ten.
4: Thirteen. <laughs>
1: That's good.
2: Twenty,
3: worse. not natural. Eleven. All right. Um, so the three of you, apart from Varel, uh, move ten feet closer to the center of the room. You just can't fight it. Ah, the book's beginning to suck you in. And where you're closest to the book, you can see your 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 appendage is starting to distort. It's almost as if, like, hope you have an arm, your robot arm, close to it, and it's like they're growing longer and like being pulled into the book. And uh, Nash, your cloak with all the patches on it is like billowing out, and it looks like it's billowing out into this like thing. And like, it's almost like you're, you're becoming one with the wind. And uh, Diane tells us nothing bad's happening to you, except you are uncomfortably close
5: to the book at this point. Does anyone have any actions? Did, you uh, said uh, the guy has nails
1: in my arm. Am I taking damage?
3: Yeah. No, you're not. He's just, it's clawed into you. There's some bleeding. Okay.
1: I'm uh, going to Misty Step. To the door and lock immediately. As soon as I reappear, lock my arm around the handle. As it- <laughs> <laughs> yes, nice.
3: in it for himself. He okay. So Dintal blinks out of existence bloop, and appears next to the door and shoop, hooks himself into the door. Um, all right, uh, Varel. You can. Anyone else have an action? They oh, want Yeah, to take? yeah
2: I'm, I can use my metal leg to jump. Right. So if I could launch myself forward. Away from yeah. the book.
3: Okay. Um, what? So it increases your foot, increases the length through which you can jump, correct?
2: Yes. I can jump an additional 10 feet in addition to normal jump. Um, when jumping in place, so can jump an additional 5 feet of height. Oh, when performing a lateral jump, either running or in place. If the launching leg is the mechanical leg. Oh.
3: Okay, let me see, yep, yeah, alright so so you want, to, you want to try and use that to f- hide the hydraulics in your leg to push you uh, to force you to run away from the center, right?
2: Exactly, push forward and then I want to have my bowie knife out and see if I can dig it down in between brick and like hold on to that.
3: Okay, let's do athletics for this feat. A nine. Okay, you go to push yourself and you gain only about a foot of ground. Okay. And then you drop to the ground. You put your Bowie knife in, and and you feel yourself slowly getting pulled. And the Bowie knife does not sink into the cement, and it just makes a white line on top of it. Okay.
5: All right. Is, there a, a, is there a bit of a is there a bit of a technicality yeah. question? Is yeah. the damage I'm taking non lethal?
0: You're not taking.
3: Oh, you want it to do damage to you? so that Well, you can because then I could sustain rage. a rage. Yeah. If it's he's not, digging in. It's into not it. rage
4: inducing. It's, just, it's okay.
3: just piercing you. Yeah. Cool. Unfortunately. All right. Um, let me ask you a question.
4: Yeah. Can I. Um, uh, is it possible for me to get a sense if I, <laughs> if I cast reduce on this book that it would make the pulling and the resisting all easier? That's a good
2: hmm. idea.
4: Hmm.
3: Hmm. Let me look at Reduce here, one second. <laughs> to answer your question, I gotta know all the variables.
4: It's halved in all dimensions, which is reduced by one-eighth of normal.
3: It's in an, it's a an creature or an object, so it's definitely something you can. Uh, and I guess you can do it to a magic object. Sometimes magic objects are different than regular objects.
4: It doesn't specify uh, here, but I don't no. know.
3: I don't know if there's a rules that's written about it, so I'll just have to make a ruling uh, regarding it.
4: Um, I mean, one of the fears I have is if I shrink it too much, I don't want to get pulled through like that alien an alien fort that got sucked through the tiny hole. So
3: one of the considerations you do have to keep in mind is if you reduce it, you may also reduce the size of the hole, and it's a very narrow hole that the tiefling you're pulling out of is there. It may decapitate him at the waist.
4: Oh, so this isn't like the clothes he's wearing kind of deal where it shrinks with him. Unless I shrink him.
3: You're going to shorten the book.
4: What if I shrink him? Will he be easier to pull out? The hand? Like if I shrink the hand? Uh, I'll shrink the Um,
3: I don't... Yeah, I guess there would be less resistance uh, against the Force, right?
4: Yeah.
3: He weighs less?
4: It doesn't help us with our getting sucked in problem, though.
3: The answer... I mean, you'll have to find out. But generally speaking, your sense is it probably would be helpful to be pulling something small with less mass out of the vacuum.
4: All right, I'm going to cast that on the hand, which should be connected to the rest of whoever it is. I guess okay. his head's showing now, right? All right,
3: uh, you cast it, and then all of a sudden, the the old tiefling, the blue tiefling man, he goes, ah, 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 ah. he got his high pitched, "Help me! Hey, pull! It, pull!" It. Uh, but now he's easier for it to pull out. And Varel, you make a big fluid, and you pull the tiny. Uh, it's half size. So he's about two and a half feet tall at this point. You pull him out, and you got this little man in your hand, like 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 you're um you know Lion Kinging
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> You've got this, this be robed old tiefling, uh, and then the book. <laughs> And it closes. And the vacuum stops. Everyone falls to the floor.
0: Ah.
5: I will place him down.
3: And he just looks around at you Ah. and he goes,
0: I'm free. Thank you.
3: And he just collapses to the ground. His body lays there still. The ragged robes he was wearing. He looks old. He has big bags under his eyes. Grey, grey beard. Grey, grey hair. And he's got these earrings that are little tiny shrunken skeletons. Just four on each side. And long, jagged, crooked horns that go in random directions. And he's just on the ground, unconscious at this point.
4: Well...
2: found what was in the book.
4: Is he still tiny? Because I shrunk him? Yes. Okay. Yes, he's tiny. He's two feet tall. Just be careful. In one minute, he's going to go big again.
3: You all stare in silence looking at him, and a minute goes by. Since no one's saying or doing anything, I'm taking it as everyone's just standing in silence. And a minute goes by and he regrows to his normal size again.
4: That's the sound <laughs> you make.
1: The natural sound of someone growing to their normal size. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Couldn't think of anything else.
2: I and hope we'll go over and see if she can gently wake him.
3: Okay. You give him a quick shake and his <sighs> He opens his eyes and then his... he reaches an old shaky hand out. He puts it on your cheek. He goes, Praise be to the shepherds of the shade. The queen has returned.
4: And we'll leave it there. (laughs) The queen? What? All right, listen. The queen, dude. All right. That was that puts us in a very... That's fun, a show! Yeah. Cliffhanger! Find it next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there will be dungeons. Yeah. There will be more. That's some that's cliffhanger-ass WSK. cliffhanger. and That's really good. Alright, well, take your guess as to who this queen is that <laughs> they're referring to. I have it's an hope. idea. Yeah, Clearly it's hope. Clearly hope. I hope it's hope. Anyway, well done everybody. That was amazing. That may be one of my favorite ones we've ever done. I don't know why. just was great. I think it was um, the eyeballs. <laughs> <I liked that. laughs> it might have been it, yeah. You like
3: the brown, yellow, orange
4: juice. <laughs> that is it. Thank you all very much. If you would like more of this, then uh, there's tons of episodes. You probably just heard this one and went, oh, man, where's the rest of it? It's all right there at therewillbedungeons.com. You can follow us on Twitter at therebedungeons, and you can find us all on there as well. Just look at the website, There be therewillbedungeons.com, for all those links. That is going to do it for us, for me, for Bo. for kyle and for john we'll see you next time bye now this show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Besides, I am, as you know, Baron here.